Welcome back to the Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, the overanalyzation of promotion material, Jay, known as always as my co-host, impossible to meet expectations, Z. How are you doing today, Z? Pretty good. I'm glad Pretty to good. hear that. Glad to hear that. It's a good one. Thank you. It's close to home, yeah. Oh, it really does. It's kind of all we. It's kind of all we do here, right? It's really? kind of our uh, bread and butter. It's kind of the shtick. Without that, we would have no show. Oh yeah. But you know what? It's about the journey, isn't it? That's what I say. It's a destination. It's, what's the end point? It's it's like the theater, and you're disappointed, and you're sitting there, but you're like, I had a good time. That's good true. Time theorizing about it. Most people don't, though, because like, I can't believe my theory didn't come true. I could have written this right. better. No, you are right. They never could have. They could not have yeah. written it better. There's something. To, there's. It's very. Could be very fun. Like that's that's part of the reason. I'm trying to think. The first two Star Wars movies back, I feel like were the ones I most got into in that sense. Like everyone had so many theories about the Force Awakens and everything. Like there was so much hype for that. You remember the f- the first teaser for that came out over a year before the movie, and so it was just just nonstop theorizations and things. I don't I don't remember that very well. Oh. I remember I remember the trailer. I don't remember the teaser coming out, but I don't remember it's the, the teaser that just had like timeline. Finn and Ray and Kylo turn on his lightsaber. And I was like, oh my god, it's got the cross guard. Oh yeah, I do remember that. I I remember like the teaser itself. I, I just don't remember the time. But that was that, that was like a whole that was like on Black Friday the year prior. Oh shit. Yeah, but it was just like it was so exciting. Something to be said about that, and like. The movie, it's like it's just a movie at this point. I mean, it's a pretty good movie. I like it and all, but yeah, something fun about that. It's good. It's good stuff. As long as you, yeah, yeah as long as you don't get too wrapped up in it, I guess. Yeah, it can. I feel like it can definitely like amplify. It can definitely take a mediocre movie and make it fun that you had the, you know, you got into like theorizing and things. That's probably how I feel about like Eternals. The movie was just, eh. but we had a good time like theorizing about, it about and stuff. It. All right, Jack. Now to now tie into speaking this of material, yeah. Starting out this episode with a nice classic trailer trash trailer cash. For our good buddy, Moon Knight. The oh, Night yeah. of the Moon. <laughs> Indeed. Which comes out on March 30th, 2022. So it's our first Marvel show this year. And even then, it starts really kind of late in the year, I think. Not late in the year, but later than I thought they would kick off I mean, these compared Marvel compared to compared to last year. Yeah. But yeah. So, what do we think? You're you're big Moon Knight boy okay, on the show. So I've been, a, been known to be a bit of a Moon Knight boy at times. Been Moon Knight fella. I don't know. I, I, I will say I've got some mixed feelings on it. By the... I will... At first, I was like very like, "What is going on?" Right? Because he's in, he's British, and he's like, war- he's working in a museum and shit. And I'm like, well, "What on earth is this guy?" Because Mark Spector is an American fucking mercenary. <laughs> like, so I was like, "This is this is a big departure." All right, but then I obviously it kind of became apparent that this is one of his personalities going on, which is whatever. I don't personally love that one because usually in the comics they have like a purpose to his kind of crime fighting you know some situation there right right yeah like his other personalities have uses whereas i don't know if i i, I mean we haven't seen the show yet so i won't get too much of it but i don't know how being like a whatever he is gift shop weird, attendant yeah is gonna it's gonna come in handy but it is what it is i All think right. i i will say i think just generally and i think this is this is understandable and it's it's probably to be expected they're definitely playing up like the Playing up the mystical kind of elements of him, it seems like, and they're downplaying the more street level elements of it because depending on who's writing Moon Knight at any given time, right, he can kind of fluctuate between those, like what what the particular writer wants to emphasize. And sometimes Moon Knight, he really is just Marvel Batman, down to like he's got a he's got a moon copter, right, and he's got a French butler who like you know he's just it's just Alfred, right? He's called Frenchy, and like <laughs> all this, so. At times, he can be very much just a Batman guy. I mean, he's he's rich. He has, like, a mansion from his, his exploits as a mercenary and shit. So, I understand that they probably weren't going to do that 
especially you know same year as a <laughs> new Batman, same movie month as on. a new Batman yeah, movie, literally. So, but I I will say, I mean maybe you know it remains to be seen, but I'm I might be a little disappointed if if all that really is absent, if there's no Frenchie, he doesn't have a moon cop or anything. But again, I I kind of understand that they have to differentiate themselves a little because in comics it's one thing, but I don't know on the big screen like this to for more general audiences, I think it's probably fair that they're like, well, people are gonna just I don't know if people would respond very well to a a Batman clone on actual like film. <laughs> yeah, on Marvel, be like, well, Marvel's run of ideas. They're just copying yeah. Batman. I know. Uh, you also had some qualms, or not qualms, I guess reservations about how his suit is. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of a similar thing. Yeah, because like, suit's kind of mystic. It's like yeah. his fucking symbiote. Yeah, exactly. And it's got a more yeah, it's got like a more ancient look. And it's good. It's Egyptian all, feel. It's, it's like wrapping mummy and such. robe kind of thing, which. I don't know if I personally love it, to be honest. I get it. A lot of people say that, like, oh, well, because it's Egyptian. But it's like, yeah, but Egyptian, like, warriors didn't wear mummy wrappings. Even mm. Egyptian priests, right? Because, like, he's like a... That's kind of what Moon Knight is, to to an extent. He's like a warrior priest, right? Yeah, like a cleric kind of thing. So, but, like, they didn't wear mummy wrappings. <laughs> no. They just wore, like... If he was wearing, like, gold and shit, if he had, like, a gold ankh on him and stuff, which he has sometimes in the comics as, as an element of his costume, that'd be one thing, but... Whatever. They do got the pointiness of the hood. That's good. His eyes are glowy. That is good. But yeah, it's weird that it, like, it's a weird yeah symbiote suit thingy that comes out of him or whatever. It comes yeah, covers but, him. Whatever. Again, they're, they're definitely playing up the mystic element, not the not the like street-level vigilante aspect of it, which, again, kind of makes sense. Yeah, I, I think it ties in. I talked a little bit this off-pod when we watched the trailer. It ties in to kind of what they did to Shang-Chi as well, because in the comics, like we said back when we were doing Shang-Chi stuff when it was coming out, Mm-hmm. Uh, that in the comics he's just like a really good he's just the best martial artist he has no yeah. powers and with the rings he just has powers like he just kind of they kind of level him up to kind of match him up with all the other ones because mm-hmm. like I guess we, we, we had Black Widow and Hawkeye but like they're, they're probably like well we can't just a bunch of like regular dudes running around fighting Thor and fucking Captain Marvel and Doctor Strange and shit who are like bending reality to their whim everybody who's not at a certain echelon of strength maybe crank them up a notch just to put them a little bit just like like you said before for like general audiences because you're reading a comic book it's like well this is moon knight's comic and thor's not going to show up but if you're like well why is this fucking this this personality guy just fighting these weird vampires maybe why don't they just have thor help them like what's why is he doing this exactly yeah we've talked about this before of like because yeah with comics there's there's however many you know new issues every single month and you can pick and choose which specific characters but they don't have quite that you know breath when they're when they're doing the the movies and the tv shows right they have to be a little more picky and so you know and there's kind of an expectation in the mcu that everyone's crossing over and and stuff because otherwise you you just wouldn't see as much of these characters right they can't do a you know individual movie or series for every character every year kind of thing right so yeah the expectation is that at some point moon knight's going to team up with some other individuals and if he's going to do that he probably probably shouldn't just be the The fucking guy Yeah. yeah So it, it definitely kind of makes sense. And, and yeah, in the comics, you know, they're perfectly content to just have Moon Knight be on his own, right? He just isn't on any team. He's not, on a, he, you know, he's been an Avenger, but sometimes he's, you know, he's just not. He's not a, he's not on the Avengers. He's not on those Midnight Suns or anything. He's just chilling. Just hanging out. But so at the same time, it, it does kind of make sense that like, yeah, they're going to expect him to cross over and all that. So they probably need to bring him up. And we've theorized that he's, they're they're building to some kind of midnight sounds, right? They've yeah, got a significant number of members already. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking he might build even more because at the end of this trailer, more specifically, he's fight, fighting some creature. And at first, we couldn't tell if it was like I thought it was a vampire, 
as I pointed out, it might have been a werewolf, which would make more sense for Moon Knight, because that's what his first appearance is. He fights wolf, werewolf, werewolf by night. Werewolf by night. Like, that's where he first appears, so that would be a good reference. But on closer inspection, the thing seems hairless and has, like, bat ears, so really, I mean, he could just be fighting it werewolves could be and fire could be anything. I mean, yeah, it could just be, be a weird, weird Egyptian monster, so exactly. could be anything. But I think, I'm going to put it out there right now, I think either there will be Blade references, or Blade will show up at the end, or like a oh, yeah. Ebony Knight kind of thing. He'd be like, all right, come on. I'm getting, I'm Hershaw Ali, Oscar Isaac. Come on, let's go. I think him and Black Knight could both show oh, yeah. up, frankly. That'd be good stuff. Uh, and then and then they only got one. And there's always been, there's more rumors have come out about a possible Ghost Rider show with the oh, guy yeah. who plays, oh, what's his, the guy with the crossbow in fucking Walking Dead. What's his name? Norman Reedus? Yeah. There's rumors that he's going to play Ghost Rider. Really? Yeah, he's. I guess he's maybe he's expressed interest huh. in Marvel. So they're dropping the the Robbie Ray's one, I guess. It's like start over. Yeah, I, th- I think so. That's what oh. the ru- that's what it, that's just what it's rumored. We don't we I don't really know. Really. I actually like I I enjoy Robbie Ray's. I especially I think that Robbie Ray's origin in the comics is better than what's his name? Johnny Blaze's. And I think that the origin they actually did for him in the go in the um what's it called Agents of Shield show is actually superior to his normal comic run. So yeah, it's really cool. It's like he's got more reasoning, right? I don't know if you're familiar, like, but real quick, Johnny Blazes is... He just signs his soul to do a jump real good, right? It's No, it's because his dad has cancer, and, oh, right. and Mephisto's like, all right, I'll cure your dad's cancer if you sell your soul to me. And then he does, but then his dad just dies in a... Car accident. No, in like a jump, like a oh. failed jump his, himself. And then the da- <laughs> and then Mephisto's like, well, I, I told you he would... Uh, I cured his cancer. Whereas Robbie Reyes is that he's killed in like a dr- in the agents of shield version at least he's like him and his brother are like shot up in a drive by shooting and his brother is crippled and as he lay dying the spirit of vengeance is like i can i can get you vengeance if you want if you you, you want to like get the people who did this to you then i can give you vengeance and then you can be my instrument and he's like sure which sure, is a lot more it. hardcore than just being like fix my dad's cancer the, be a classic nice all, the devil trick the genie yeah that's just the devil tricked, tricked you. you exactly yeah whereas it's kind of cooler to like willingly be like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get these boys Fun fact, I don't even know, I think you know that. The first superhero movie I ever watched was a Nick Cage Ghost Rider <laughs> at a summer, at a day camp I went to. They were playing it on screen like 8 in the morning, and I watched it, and I was like, this is pretty cool, he's a man on fire. They're not terrible movies, no, the f- actually. The first one I, I enjoyed, well, I only saw it when I was like 5, so I haven't seen it since. So I don't know if it holds up. But yeah, it'd be interesting uh, if they build that team out. That'd be weird. I mean, I'm, I like Norman Reedus on The Walking Dead and everything. I like him in... I like him in Boondock Saints. I think he's pretty sweet. And he's like he likes motorcycles in real life, so I imagine that's why he's in the discussion there. But no offense to him, but that man's like he's like in his fifties, I think. He's not exa- I mean, good on him and all, but it's weird it's a little strange feels like to introduce a new Marvel hero who's in their fifty. But good on him, I guess, maybe. I don't don't know, be ages, Zach. Come on. Yeah, I'll try man. not to, but we accept all kinds in this show. Except I mean British it's not people. Just real quick, I'll I'll Google it. Yeah, except <laughs> British people. That's why I was so so nervous. <laughs> like, oh, we gotta talk about British people on the show. Oh, oh good God! Oh, great heavens! He's already fifty three, and uh, up there. you know that, this is like a show that would be like what next twenty twenty four years? Yeah, yeah so, twenty twenty five. Well, we'll see. But yeah, other than that, there's not. I mean, there's not a ton of specifics, right? Yeah, except like uh, I guess we could talk about Ethan Hawke. Oh yeah, okay. just on the yeah, briefs of things. Good call. Ethan Hawke is the main villain. In an interview he did, uh, according to Ethan Hawke. Uh, he was in a coffee shop because he lives nearby Oscar Isaac, and he knows him kind of like just in real life, oh. just personally. And then Oscar Isaac walked up to him and I was like, "Hey, Ethan Hawke, I'm doing Moon Knight. 
would you also like to do Moon Knight with me? And he was like, okay, I'll do it. He's like, sick, I'll tell Kevin Feige. And then they're just both doing Moon Knight together. You're really getting everyone, man. Yeah, there is. I mean, Leonardo so DiCaprio. Often you're like, or so often you're like, they couldn't be getting in anyone else. They've gotten like 90% of Hollywood. And then, like, yeah, and you're like, wow, Ethan Hawke, yeah, that's a good get. We need to get yeah. him in there. I think Kevin Feige looks up into the heavens and <laughs> reaches towards Leonardo DiCaprio. He's he going to get him sooner. He gets closer every day. His outstretched claw of a hand. Apparently, just quick quick detour. Apparently, Leonardo DiCaprio is a big Star Wars fan. I never knew oh, that about him. I didn't know that either. Huge Star it Wars It makes fan. me wonder if they could get him to do that. That's what I, I was going to say. If like if you try to get Jonah Hill to watch The Mandalorian, he probably yeah, right? could get him in a, like a superhero I, thing. Uh, my perception would have been like, oh, Leo's too good for that kind of thing. He was in The Departed. He's in the Departed. He was he's in, in Gangs of Revenant. New York. He knows what's up. He was in Wolf he, of Wall Street. He was the aviator. But no, if he's just into it. If he's buying all those episode one toys. For real, maybe, they, maybe he could do it. But I wonder, I don't know. I mean, this the MCU seems to handle it pretty well. But Leo may very well be of that of that tier where like you can't put him in like a superhero or Star Wars thing without just taking it out of the moment, right? Yeah, because yeah, if Leonardo DiCaprio showed up. I don't even know who he'd show up as at this point. Mm. If he showed up as fucking Sentry, I'd be like, that's Leonardo DiCaprio in a fucking Marvel movie. What's it's Leonardo DiCaprio? I'd, kind of be, I'd be pulled right out of it. Because like, he's like, the, he's like the, still like the biggest actor. He's like oh, one yeah. of the most famous actors that exists. So, be tough. But then again, I don't know. They like they get a lot of big names and they pulled off. So Also, Leonardo DiCaprio is still in movies. Like, yeah. Not just like, oh, it's Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't know if I can suspend my disbelief on... I can't believe they got this old fossil out of thing. No, he's he's just yeah, in movies. So, I guess that is what acting is at the end of the day, isn't it? Just showing up and acting. Just showing up and pretending. <laughs> pretending like you're not who, who you are in real life. Pretending to be a, a dis- dissociative personality disorder That's person. right. What do you think of that, Jack? Is it, is it a sensitive <laughs> thing to make a premise on? I mean, I'm sure they won't be mean about it. Probably not. Sure they won't make fun of him for it. No, you're probably right. It's definitely, I, I do kind of feel like maybe we could be past that, though. Like, it's such a, because, you know, any any movie or anything that deals with it, it's not, that's not a real, that's not how it is in real life, is it? No, not at all. Like, people who have disassociative identity disorder or whatever, the, I think it's the more current term. Yeah, it's DID, I think. That's, it's a very controversial, if it even exists. Yeah, outside of America, it's not been recognized. There's a lot of, a big even thing. in America, like, a lot of people do not give it credit. So this idea that, I feel like in the, <laughs> the problem is that movies have convinced people it's real. You, you get people convinced that they have it and things, and you get, like, apparently you get actual doctors wanting to diagnose it so they can be the one to, like, I've got them. I, I've got apparently, all the same. Apparently, to the extent that, like, you have psychiatrists encouraging it, and, that, like, egging their parents on, their patients on with it, of, like, no, yeah, you got it. Oh, yeah, I bet. That's, like, that's definitely not what you want. That's fucked. What a fucked thing to do as a psychiatrist. For real. So, but yeah. It's, it's a quirky comic book one, so maybe it'll be all right. <laughs> Maybe maybe it'll be like it. the Dark Tower one. Yeah, maybe. Where, you know, your two halves come together and you're a whole different person, but actually the bad half's still around. Still around. Just in the back there. Just in the back there, hanging out in the corner like One um, of your guys knows how to be a, a, a meek museum employee. One of your guys is a, is a skilled mercenary. And there's a third one. A ruthless killer. I don't know. Take a jack. He's got a cabbie at one point, I believe. Yeah, that might be the third one. I, I, we also got Khonshu. Big fucking Khonshu. That was cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's trying to touch him. Conchu's like mean in uh in the Marvel canon. He's a, he's kind of a dick to him about it because <laughs> he's yeah. like, "You're my you know you're my instrument. I need, I'm, I need you to kill people. I'm gonna for play your stuff. ass. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> he's not a he's not a very benevolent god. He's kind of just like I want I want like blood and shit. I want you to be 
beating dudes I'm, up. I'm one of them ancient gods. I yeah, want sacrifices. And he's always like, if you don't do what I want, then I'll just get someone else. He's always that. He's always like gaslighting him about it. <laughs> he's gatekeep gaslight girl boss in Moon Knight. He's always like, oh, maybe I'll just get someone else in Moon Knight. If you, if, no, if you don't want to do that's fine. That's fine. Just... I, I, didn't think, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but if it is. You think, because yeah, you, you're right, Moon Knight. I bet there's no one else out there who'd want to be the, the, the instrument the, of God's wrath. Oh, I, oh. I think you're so special. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's cool. I'll see, I'll see you at work. I'm sure no one, yeah, I'm sure no one else would do what I wanted. I'll just go get a, a villain. <laughs> Guy care? Which I don't know. I don't know what Kanshu's characterization is like in actual Egyptian myths, but I know he's time as well. I believe he's I know, got he's um, got like moon and time. One of the gods. I don't, oh, fuck, my Egyptian mythology is slacking, but he's really likes gambling, and he gambles with one of the gods because she's pregnant. Because Ra's like, you can't have a child in any day of the year, and the Egyptians only have three hundred sixty days at that time, according to the myth. And then she like gambles him for moonlight for like moon time and he, she gets a five days worth and adds five days to the calendar so her sons can be born and i think that's osiris and set or if it's or it might be horus and no it's not horus it's horus fights i think it's osiris and set because they're brothers they're brothers yeah that yeah. is true it's neat so that that must be what i'm thinking of that he can like add time and, and shit mm. oh, yeah he's, he's got a gambling addiction <laughs> yeah i didn't know he's i think that comes up in the king chronicles books to gamble with him for time as well. No, that's where I know this myth from. Oh, oh the King Connor Club. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Rick Royden, giving me baseline understanding of myths. Woohoo. What Woo-hoo. a guy. Giving a whole generation. A whole, yeah, I was going to say, a whole generation of, of kids. Fist of Conchu. He does some fisty stuff too. Oh, yeah. He's got like a. It's good stuff, man. He's got a blade. So we're excited for it. I'm He's got little see. crescents, usually. Again, and a lot of. T- dip- certain versions he really is just batman it's like he's got his moon copter he's got little moon shurikens he's he holding throws. it in the poster if it's the one of his hands yeah yeah he's got, yeah, he's got sometimes he's got like a larger blade sometimes they're little throwing things just like battering it's just like everything that batman does with bats just replace it with moon with the moon <laughs> the moon and it's which is kind of fun because then you can do like the the moon silhouetted against the moon not the batwing cell against the moon you can do like so a couple bit of moon on moon action, and he's got. There's this kind of famous like quote where he's talking about how every, Hawkeye used to make fun of him for like, why if you're if you if you're working at night in like the streets, why are you wearing white, you dummy? They'll see you coming. He's like, I want him to see me coming. I want him to know that they're about to get beat, beat up, beat up by the wrath of Conchu <laughs> and ancient of Conchu. <laughs> so yeah, it should be good. Oscar Isaac, good actor, right? Good actor. He's Poe Dameron. Yeah, he was. Is your neighbor Ethan Hawks in this? And he's a good actor, too. He's a good act- very good actor. So? Yeah. Maybe Blade. Maybe Marshall Lee. Another Blade. Very good actor. Yeah. Good actors all around. I agree. People pointed out that he's in a museum in literal London, which should be, like, relatively nearby, maybe, to the other London museum where Black Knight works. Black Knight hangs out with so his evil magic sword. Very conceivable that they should meet, probably, in this show, frankly. Yeah, it'd be cool. Also, all tra- night boys. Also, tragically, there's fuck midnight man. The guy who plays that yeah. fucking died last week. Crazy a ski accident. Ski- wear guys, wear helmets. Yeah, definitely wear helmets. Might be Tyler's episode. Wear your fucking helmets. <laughs> wear your helmets, fellas. <laughs> Come on now, don't be silly. All right, well, we're excited for Moon Knight. We'll talk about more when we get closer to it. Oh yeah. Uh, so maybe I'll get you to read some Moon Knight stuff in preparation. God, I hope not. <laughs> Throw some of my Moon Knight comics at you. Dear God. <laughs> Not again. No, I'll probably read them. It'll be a good time. We'll have fun. We always do. Or we try to. Anyway, moving on. I can take it out of that. Indeed. To Peacemaker, the new DC show written and directed by James Gunn. I didn't realize, I don't know what you, didn't realize until like I saw him in the credits that he he also like directed all this. He put a lot of time for, forward for this. Oh, yeah. He was committed. Now, I don't know how it worked. Like, 
so shows and can be weird in that way because like i guess probably because it's just a small it's kind of smaller in scope i bet this movie this this season even though it's like technically you know runtime wise like several times longer than like the suicide squad it's gotta be a shorter oh production yeah. right because you just had huge ass set pieces and yeah. fight scenes but he still probably put a good amount of time into this Oh yeah, definitely. Good on him. I guess oh. he just really likes Peacemaker, man. He, just really, know, likes, he really loves obscure comic book characters. That's like his thing. I guess that is kind of his thing. Well, so that's a question for you, Jack. Just right off the bat here, have we? Uh, have Have you felt that this show has justified its existence to you yet? Of like the fact that they needed to do Peacemaker the show because we famously leading up to this, we kept saying, and we, after we saw the Suicide Squad and everything, we're like, why are they making that show about Peacemaker in particular? Has it Has it answered that for you yet? No, yeah, kind of. <laughs> not, not not that I haven't enjoyed it. This no, show is I, I good, and enjoyable. I still don't know why you chose fucking Peacemaker. That's kind of how I feel too. Classically off pod, I was telling people were like Twitter, were like, oh yeah, Peacemaker saving the DCU. It's like fellas, I don't know if you fully comprehend <laughs> that statement. If you told me in fucking 2017, after Josh Whedon's Justice League came out, that the DCU would be propped up by a fucking Peacemaker show, I'd be like. Who is Peacemaker? Because nobody knew who that was. And that the two big things for DC were Peacemaker and Black Adam. The Batman. But that's a different universe. No, that, that, that's, that's, that's not even the same thing. It. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. I get what you mean. Yeah, the jump ship. They just can't use Superman and Batman. Like, it's insane. Where's that, where's that Batgirl show, movie show? I think it's a show. Yeah, they're making it. Where does that take place? <laughs> doesn't it have, doesn't it have Michael Keaton, maybe? Yeah, it's got reason? Michael Keaton in it. And Brandon Fraser. Really? Yeah, he's in it. Good for him. Is he? Is he the same guy from Doom Patrol? No, he's a different. Why does so, DC do that so much? They do it more than Marvel. Marvel's done it a fair amount of time. So, but it's say. with like relatively. It's like with a background character. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we got you already. Just fucking be in the movie. But no, I, I, I would agree, Jack. I've not been super impressed by like. Well, not impre- I, I have enjoyed it again. It's good and all, but it's like this is the first premium show they put out, right? Like this yeah, isn't. This, this is their. Our, this is kind of their answer to Marvel shows. Or I guess. I mean, I guess technically, Doom Patrol and Titans. Titans are on HBO Max now, but I don't don't feel like they're really on the same level, are they? No. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'm wrong, but from what I've seen of either of those, they because they don't they don't reference the movies because Peacemaker directly. Yeah, like, that's true as well. Those are both their own universes, I believe. But yeah, this is like a premium format show taking place in within the DC EU or whatever that's supposed to be called, and yeah, it it's kind of a weird choice as a first offering <laughs> for that. Yeah, I, it's very strange. So I'll say, like all the characters, John Cena's doing a good job. He's, he's doing some pretty good acting. He's doing a bit of acting. He's got a nice little depth to the character. He's an interesting character. I like the carried over, you know, members of like the Task Force X. Yeah. Tech, you know, guys. You guys in the chair. Econs and, Econ- and um, the woman's. Yeah, um, Harcourt. Her- Harcourt, yeah. The one character I'm not totally sold on is Amanda Waller's daughter because. She's never killed anybody, but she's Amanda Waller's fucking daughter. Amanda Waller yeah. is fucking hardcore. Like, her whole point of Suicide Squad is that she's more fucked than the villain she uses as pawns. Right. Her daughter is just like, I trust you, but also you can't kill anybody. It's like, you want to do a character arc, but also you put that character with the wrong backstory. Now, there is, like, an interest. Yeah. I'm interested to see how that plays on myself, because... There's a moment of, like, she seems to have a lot of confidence in her, and, and like, she talks about that weapons course she did and stuff. Like, she's got some some foundation for this. And Manowar's like, oh, you should do, you know, because she's like, oh, yeah, you know, when I'm done with this, we, you know, we won't have to do it anymore. And Amanda Waller clearly wants, it to, wants her to, like, 
pursue it as her career because she thinks she has potential in <laughs> black ops, I guess. <laughs> but then, yeah, the, the same vein, it's like, I don't know, why why is she on this team? Because the rest of them seem convinced that this is like something of a, of a punishment <laughs> because they're with like a, a C-tier kind of yeah. just a hero. Psycho. Yeah, he's just a psycho and kind of a dumbass in a lot of ways. And, you know, it, it literally seems like the other two of them are truly are being punished for the events of the Suicide Squad. So then, yeah, why is she there if it's her daughter and all? Like, is it... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the other shoe will, will, will drop on that yeah. playing into season here. But And she's she's kind of picking up those tidbits that, like, her mom's not a great person. <laughs> kind of like you said, I feel like that should almost be apparent. Yeah, How are you going to come work for whatever organization they work for before realizing that your mom's kind of a <laughs> maniac? The actual fucking little spit of a psycho or at least very, very bends the rules or low on ethics but yeah i th- I think the humor in this is very good yeah it like is it's, pretty it's funny. very funny a lot of time the jokes really hit and uh they make a lot of good references to like just random ass characters they reference fucking mad reader lad and batmite oh yeah who like i don't know if you ask a random motherfucker on the street who batmite is no one would know i just like that peace is like are you fuck with me is that real guy he's like <laughs> yeah he's a little dimensional imp that loves batman oh yeah just, I mean, it makes me think of fucking have Mixopidilix in there, the other one. <laughs> yeah. um, what do you think of Vigilante? I like him as well. I think he's a fun kind of dichotomy to Peacemaker because they're kind of the opposites of each other. Yeah. Shown in the episode with the family because Peacemaker acts like a hard ass, but he can't fucking kill people all the time. And Vigilante is just, they all say it, he's just a fucking psycho. Yeah, he's just like, just kills he's people. goofy and like awkward. Dopey, but he's, yeah. But he's actually like kind of unhinged. Bo- both of them are. They've killed so many people. Like yeah. they really get into that element of it. I but guess they just why they're pre- but yeah, that they just murder people, murdering people for that he's wanted minor for crimes. <laughs> yeah, if, when they're smoking weed, he's like four years ago. I would have killed both of you right now. It's like, crazy. I do like the joke when he's talking to that janitor. He's like, "Can I trust you?" He's like, "No, man." He's that like, was we smoked funny. weed again. He goes, "That doesn't mean anything." What do you? <laughs> yeah, I, I would say I graduated from MIT. He goes, "You graduated from MIT." What are you doing here? It's like, that's what I'm trying to say, <laughs> man. I don't want the responsibility. He's like, peacemaker. You're that racist superhero. Goes, yeah. I'm not racist. He goes, oh, you only kill minorities. He goes, well. <laughs> I'm just saying, the ratio is a little suspect. <laughs> that's, all. that's all. It was fine, fine. You're right. I'll I'll be less trusting of white people and kill more of them. He goes, thank you. And there really was a bit of like, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's subtle, but that is a little bit of real commentary. When he's like, you know, if you if you watched white people as, as closely as you watch everyone else, then you'd catch them doing crimes, too. Because that's like a genuine argument for why there is there can be that disparity and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the action? I I will say I feel like it's a little few and far between for my liking. You get like one a <laughs> one an episode kind of feels like yeah. for real action scenes. I agree. I yeah. I did like the one when he's in the when Vigilante's in the prison trying to kill his dad. That was a good one because that like was a good, multiple actually, one. Yeah, and it was tight quarters. That was also good because they just kind of got to beat up on him. And they they clearly they underestimated him, right? Mm. Like, Ooh, but they just. You showed why he's like, you know, how he's been actually successful as a, a vigilante. As a murderer. As a murderer. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, even vigilante says, he's like, yeah, man, I kill white people, so I'm not racist. I yeah. kill way more white people. It's like, he's, and he's, he says he's want like, that comment's like, that guy's wanted for murder. Yeah. He's just a murderer. Yeah. Which is, like, it's, like, it's kind of a weird dichotomy, because they remind you of it, but you're like, well, these are our fun characters. We like them. But no, they're like horrible people. Oh, and yeah. Terrible things. His dad's yeah, like a it racist was super, super villain. Oh yeah, that is. I don't know. I guess he must again be a character from the comic. That's that's the big thing with this as well. Is that I don't think either of us are quite as knowledgeable on DC as we are 
with Marvel and stuff, so I don't know no, the deep know. cuts and, and whatnot. But no, I don't know any of. I didn't know White Dragon was the guy. I had to look it up. I yeah, was like, oh, he's the guy. But yeah, I I, I also like that prison scene because they, they, these guys are like cr- hardened criminals, right? But he just mops the floor with them, which is good because it's like yeah, e- even even these superhero characters who don't actually have any powers and stuff, they still are like caught above because they're superheroes, you know? Yeah, That's how it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? Oh, what's the actor's name? Who plays his dad? Yeah. I don't know his name. I just had it, I swear. You hate to see it. Oh, he's the uh, the metal liquid robot man who fires the gun without blinking? Yeah. I am familiar. Robert Patrick. I knew Patrick was in there. I couldn't remember if it was his first or last name. But yeah, um, he's he's good. He's pretty terrible. <laughs> he's kind of the worst fucking person I've ever it's, met. It's pretty full on. Yeah. It's crazy that, like, I mean, it's it's just, obviously he's, he's meant to be, but it's absolutely insane that he's like, Peacemaker, you're a big pussy. My son, Peacemaker. This just t- this titan of a man, <laughs> John <laughs> Cena, standing in front of him. People. He's killed so many men, and he's like, you big pussy. Yeah. You no know, son of mine. <laughs> it's like, bro. Brings him down. Like, Jesus oh, Christ, man. man. He's, watching that, he's watching that Alex Jones show. Yeah. He gets there. He's, his flag's upside down. It's like, ah, oh, it's a deep state thing. Deep state deep state. state. You're an instrument of the deep state. I'm saving alien invasion. He's telling us stuff yeah. in prison. It's, it's very... Uh, his neighbor like calls Batman a pussy. Like, that that was a fun sequence because you. I mean, that's that's a commonly repeated argument, right? That like Batman really. It at some point he really is like <laughs> got to be held accountable for that. I don't even know the co- the comics had to have justified it at some point, right? Relatively recently, like why yeah. he really just can't. But I think the idea is always that if he starts, he won't stop. He'll just kill everybody who does crime. He'll just turn into peacemaker. Is the idea? But like that? Batman. At this point, we thought it was on the show either. You've got like 15 people in the Bat family. You're in one city. Figure it out. For real. You've got all of you got all four of your adopted sons, one of which was revived from the dead. Yeah, even even, even like, death couldn't save him from your he's fucking. He's got like four sons and four daughters and another another son. Another kind of half son. He's got like armor. There's like an Iron Man there now. He's got a cow and two dogs. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a. He's you tell me you can't fight crime with that cow? There's so many of them at this point. There's like three Batgirls at any given moment. And a Huntress. How you, is that? Feels like too many. It's too many. Huntress kills people. And he's got Catwoman on his team because he's marrying her. And Harley Quinn on his team. And Clayface. And Clayface is like, ah, God, I'm fucking, I'm made of clay. I hate being made of clay. It's, I, oh, God, I hate it so much. Why am I made of, why did God make me like this Batman? He's like, Clayface? Actually, we're not, you can watch your movie, buddy. Honestly, it's okay. We're not going to fight you anymore. We're going to rehabilitate you. I'm not gonna against punch, my crusade. I'm not gonna punch into your clay anymore. <laughs> He's like, that hurts so much. My, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in a clay, Batman. It's, it's constant. But it's yeah. very weird because there's a, there's a part in the comics we're getting a lot of peacemaker, <laughs> but I'll keep going. Where he has a flashback where he stops being Batman and just rehabilitates all his villains and he lives a good life. And then he's like, Nah, I don't want to. It's like, what? What do you what do you mean, DC writer? That's the good life. He re- rehabilitates all of them, like Two Face and Poison Ivy. Like he all makes right. friends with them, and the Joker stops because he stops being Batman, so Joker doesn't have any fun anymore. Is Poison Ivy good? I think yeah, Harley's good. Why I know. I think I think she is like I don't know if she's not like on a superhero thing like Harley is kind of, but she's definitely more like in the gray superhero spin. Yeah, but yeah, it was just funny seeing that actually addressed out loud in an official like DC movie thing to have that point of look yeah batman just like locks up the joker every time and then the joker just breaks out and murders people every time <laughs> oh yeah every single and, and apparently uh james gunn said that dc did not like that he had them call batman a pussy <laughs> that's funny and he also 
they're like, hey, James Gunn, we're going to release all the episodes to critics, right? And he's like, don't you fucking release my episodes. They're going to spoil it. <laughs> no one's getting it until I'm ready. I was like, all right, James Gunn, fuck. Sick. With a savage. Actually, savage. But yeah, uh, so let's, so they got to fight these butterflies, is the whole point. Yeah. So it's these weird aliens that take over your body and make you eat nectar. There's, there's too many of them, right? <laughs> there's so many. Like, they, they, it took them three episodes to kill even a one. Um, and then... It pops up all over the screen how there's, like, yeah. dozens. I don't it, even know how... That's, they'll, they'll probably hit, like, some kill switch or something. Well, yeah. They'll be like, at this, Mikkel's They'll, they'll find the queen or whatever. Yeah. Because that, <laughs> that does not seem like a Peacemaker-level threat. No, that seems like, uh, I don't know, anyone else? The Justice League? The threat? Justice League. Mm-hmm. Literally, the top guys... Oh, they don't exist anymore? Cause there's, there's, again, there's gotta be a wrinkle here, but, like, yeah, why is it just Peacemaker? Why is he vigilante like, the only They ones? should be... They're probably right. It's... It's probably going to be like some kind of moment where there will be a reveal that Amanda Waller had some kind of other thing going on the whole time, right? They were just a diversion or whatever it is. But then, you know, somehow that will fail and it really will fall the peacemaker, peacemaker kind of deal. But there's got to be a wrinkle there, right? There's no way that it's just simply like that they were like, yeah, you know, the peacemaker can probably handle it. Even if you don't want to say the Justice League, where's the rest of the Suicide Squad? Whatever remaining members they have or new members. I don't know. They, they seem to have a pretty... Rotating roster. <laughs> yeah, they put a pretty deep bench over there at Well Reeves. So. Where's Calendar Man? Why isn't he, he hitting it? He was in there. Yeah. He called uh, Pokemon Man a fucking pussy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what's his face is still alive? The one who killed Peacemaker. <laughs> oh, no, remember. No, they left, remember? Because they got all that evidence against them. Oh. If any of them, right. just, if any of them died, all... the fucking Project Starfish gets leaked on the internet. Oh. Everybody knows about Star. So they are allowed. Yeah, so yeah. I guess we can't. No one returning, but still. Probably got a bunch of. People throw out the wall there. I mean, James, I mean, James Gunn said he was like, "Yeah, I want to have Black Man on this." But he's like had a list of people he wanted to put in the Suicide Squad. Right. He's like Solomon Grundy, all these guys. Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday. Monday. Christian on Tuesday. Wow. Mary on a Wednesday. Can't even believe it. No. We got any big predictions for this? Uh, I think Peacemaker will. Just, I don't know. Be mad at his dad. Be like, Dad, I don't like you. You made me find my brother and give him a seizure, probably based yeah, on Episode weird. Four. Is brother dead? I was absolutely dead. I think she's. I think Hawthorne says that in the bar. Oh, it's like your brother died and you had something to do with it. Oh, and they had that fight. Do you think it was then? Yeah, when he hit uh, that. So scene. all his memories from his brother are all those all the things he talked about his brother saying is literally just from him being like a, from when they were children. still young children. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, his his dad insane. Although I gotta imagine, it doesn't seem like the answer. Maybe it is though. I don't know. I mean, like, because obviously James Gunn's always doing a little more deep side of these things, right? Then it, then it first appears. He likes putting messages and family and all that. Themes and such. Lots of themes. And there's probably a found family thing going on where at the end it'll be like, we're, we're your family peacemaker. You don't need your shit racist dad. But I don't know if the answer really is just like, they're going to kill his dad. <laughs> I don't know. No. I don't, that doesn't feel like it's right, is it? I don't know. But at the same they're kind of setting it maybe up. Maybe just kill that dad. Yeah. It's kind of the doorest. I mean, they've set it up multiple times. They're like, we got to kill peacemaker's father. Let's send vigilante in there to kill him. It's like... I do like this. He's like his best friend. Would be like, well, Eagle is his yeah. best friend. I don't want anyone to be confused. But also, can you just have a moment where just like one of them murders his dad, and then they're like, and we're we're cool because I don't think you do. But then at the same time, what do you have him murder his own dad? Is that the moment he kills his father and becomes his father? Or whatever? <laughs> Fucks his mom or something. Like that. What is he Oedipus? It. I don't, yeah, I don't know, man. But like, can you rehabilitate that guy? Can you just have a moment where at the end he's like, son, I'm good now. No. Not really, right? No, when you become the white dragon, probably going to be evil forever. 
when you go back to prison and all the Nazis are like, oh, sick. Yeah, that was crazy. King Nazi's back. <laughs> For real. <laughs> all about a fucking King Nazi. And they're right. He's just a bad dad, beside anything else. He's, he's a bad guy. He's a bad dad. Like, that, that was a good moment from her, when she was like, he's he's a bad person. He's bad to most of all you. Like, he's not he's not helping anyone. He's the worst. You're only going to get, you're only going to, and she says, well, she's just a vigilante, I guess, right? That's how the idea's going to head. Because she's like, He's he's only gonna be worse. Like while his dad's still around, like, he can't. It's it's a it's like a bar to his peace at this point. Yeah, he can't his own like happiness. Can't move on. So yeah, maybe that's the prediction. Robert Patrick is gonna get shot several <laughs> times with his finger. <laughs> I got you, Dad, with my double peace. I like. Oh, well, that's the end reveal we should do of this episode. It was halfway the season because I have eight episodes. Episode four is that Mern, the guy running the operation, is a butterfly. Mm-hmm. Because he can't feel emotion, and he's drinking that big old vet and nectar with their weird long tongues. Now, do you think that's just what it seems on the surface of, like, he's just bad? Or, I the thought I had was, like, maybe there'll be a moment of, like, hey, I am one of them, but I'm, I'm actually working with you to take it down for whatever reason. Like, he actually might actually be on their side. I think so. Be, based on what Judo Master said, he's like, oh, the butterflies, they're, what you don't know is they're, and they right. always keep referencing the fact they're going to explain what they are, but they haven't uh-huh. yet. So there's definitely, like, more to them than what it seems. Like, it might be, like, just a survival thing. Like, hey, we just got to survive. Like, we kind of... Because it would be pretty... It, I mean, it feels a little simplistic to just actually have him just be one of them. Because that's been a thing. Like, ooh, who's the butterfly? But, I don't know. It's a bit tropey. Just yeah. to be like, oh, he was one of them. He's evil. Yeah. I like the scene when he's... When that first butterfly attacks him, and then he does the sonic helmet, and then the his eagle drops him on possum, and then the guy <laughs> comes back and goes, how did this possum survive? That sonic thing. Really, quite effective. Yeah, I'm. How does he? How is he still hearing things? He ought to bust that out more. Yeah, you could just win everything. Or the one that has the shield. He says his dad says one of them has a, a force shield, like a full body force field. Like you're in fucking doing, I guess. <laughs> probably <laughs> I guess break so. that one up. Probably that's not a big guy. That one probably really helpful. Yeah, but they're dumb. So just a dumb dumb. <laughs> yeah, he's a silly man. Just getting high with his eagle and the weird butterfly he caught. Indeed. He probably should just show that to him. I, I didn't know. I didn't think. I thought the twist of that was that he just let it escape when he was like, because I figured he was lying to them when he was like, I, yeah, I just shot it. <laughs> Promise. I thought for sure he was lying. I thought the reveal was going to be that it got away and that was somehow an issue. But so I was kind of surprised to see he had it. But yeah. What, what is he doing with it? Probably take it to them. I mean, probably. Well, Peacemaker, you're a dumb, you're a dumb man losing a trail. Dumb, dumb, dumb man. You're not going to be able to do anything with that. No, you're just going to blow. <laughs> you're going to look at it and be like, I think I figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> Your ego's going to try to eat it because it's a big bug. Yeah. It's going to blow fucking marijuana smoke into it and get it high. Indeed. Very strange. But yeah, we're all pretty good. I'm excited to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. So, take a take out of that into Book of Bubba Fett, episode four The Gathering Storm. Good episode, Jack. I think it's a. And as you've pointed out, it's a bit of like a roller coaster this show has been. Yeah. Um, because we said two was better than one, one and but three, then three was, was a bit down again, and now four is better again. So five will tell. If five will be- tell. If five is down, back down the bottom of the roller coaster, I think we're over the hum, maybe. Where things are. Well, I mean, there's, such- like, there's only three more episodes left, right? Right. That's true. It's gonna, you know, it's. I think it's gonna start to get like the big revealy end of the seasons kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think we're building. I, I think we're getting to the climax. I think it's going to be all the fan servicey moments and whatnot. So all the glo- I, oh my oh my god, club show! Yeah, so I got him. I think it'll. I think the last couple will be pretty universally enjoyed. If I had to guess, might have to. This agree. one in particular, Jack. Once again, we spend a lot of time in the past, right? 
And this shows about how this this one's all about how Fennec Shand and Bullfett came to have their their little their little sexual tension, <laughs> I guess. But they're just their partnership, right? So, couple things. I like seeing him out there, just living, being real sad about his dead Tuscan family, his dead friends. All um, my friends are dead. Did you? How do you feel about the fact that it's just been revealed that he really was just living among them for like five years? Because from what we can tell, he's they pull him out of the Sarlacc, and then like he's living with them, and next thing we know, it's the Mandalorian season one. <laughs> yeah. It seems kind of quick, right? Yeah, very quick, I'd say. Because, like, we we watched a little video how long he's in there. He's only in the solid for two hours. Right. So, Which is fine. I don't have any particular no. gumption with that. But then, yeah. I will. I mean, I don't think it's terrible or egregious or whatever, but I I, I could... I, I would say maybe they could have done a little better job of conveying the passage of time. Then again, yeah. though, like, he does get a lot done, right? He, he really does fully become ingratiated with them. He fully becomes a member of the tribe, it seems. They give him the robes and... He makes Gaffy his own gaffy stick. He, he does his spirit quest. So I guess I guess I kind of get it. Yeah, and it just didn't fully fully feel like that much time had passed. Like that kid should have been older and, and things, right? Definitely. But should have aged the passage of time. It is what it is. It is what it is. So then we get the little nods, right? That the flares are going off that Mando uses to, to get up to her and all. And then so he, he he's attracted to that. And then he finds her there. Jack, I got a gripe with this. All right. Mm-hmm. In the Mandalorian season one, if you recall, right, there's like a, is it a post-credit scene for that episode, mid-credit scene, or, or is it to the very end? But when the mysterious, right, unseen figure walks up to Bo- uh, to Fennec Shan's, uh, whatever, like body corpse, but it turns out, yeah, obviously not actually corpse, right? Walks up to her, he's got spurs, right? And there's those spurs that made everyone guess that it was Boba Fett, because Boba Fett, famously, in the, in the original trilogy, he's got clinky Spur shoes, for whatever reason, right? Well, not for it. It's because, you know, cowboy, gunslinger thing. He's, got, the, he's, he's got to get his horses to spur yeah. through the desert. He does, he's not actually wearing, like, noticeable spurs, but for whatever reason, they just decided Boba Fett should have clinky shoe noises. Yeah, to, um, to note his coming. Yeah. And so that was, like, the theory. And obviously, it, it eventually turned out to be proven true. That was Boba Fett, right? But when they redo that scene from Boba's perspective in the episode here, he's got no clinky shoes. What's up with that? They just forgot. Where does clinky shoes go? Like the same place that weird Rhino Monster went in that Tech of the Clones scene reviews. Just didn't have them. Clearly put in the clinky shoes because they knew people would recognize the clinky shoes. So that for a year and a half we could be like, oh, it's Boba Fett. Oh my gosh. Right? And then it was. Honestly, I don't remember the clinky shoes part from The for Mandalorian. Real? I really don't. Really? I like. I, don't. I remember like the shadow getting fiction, I think, but I don't remember. You remember someone like coming up to her? I, yeah, if I remember. Okay. I, don't, I don't remember like like a distinct clink. Well, you, it wouldn't stand out to you if you didn't know what you're looking for, I guess. But yeah, yeah. it's a little clingy. I didn't know that was like Boba Fett. That's why, I, I mean, that was my thought, at least. At the time, I was like, that's probably Boba Fett, because there's like bets going around, or whatever. But, and the, obviously, again, because of Mandalorian Season 2, like, it was retroactively, obviously, confirmed that that was Boba Fett. And obviously, it was in this scene. We see it, again, from his perspective. But I was mostly just being, I mean, being a nerd, Jack. I guess that'd be funny to gripe the- clinks but you don't remember the clinks so it's falling I'm a bit sorry. flat hasn't it yes it has um but so he gets her and he takes her to the mod parlor and they give her droid organs they give her droid organs i jack i thought that scene was a little weird if only because it did not feel like a proper surgery environment there's no. not enough i feel like there's not enough machines or like they didn't they're not, they they're didn't not, anesthetize her they're not keeping her alive it didn't seem like they sh- right because yeah I, they're just opening her up i'm not saying you've got to really get specific all right 
I just, I really, what would have totally made it fine of me that it went, I don't think I would have thought twice. If they just gave her any kind of like face mask thing, if you just hooked her up to like a face mask thingy, like he, like Boba Fett has even in this bar, in his back to that, that would be enough for me to spend my disbelief. But as is, they just lay on that table and start hacking away, cutting newer and putting metal Seems in her weird, body. right? Oh yeah. Very strange. But you know, whatever. Otherwise, cool. We see how she gets all her robot organs. I mean, we knew she had those, right? Again, from the Mailer in Season 2. She got those abs of steel. They do seem weirdly exposed, as he yeah. points out. Like, you think sand and things would get in there? <laughs> Dirt and grime. And she's like, why would you want to carve these beautiful parts? Like, I don't know, man. That's her organs. Yeah, those, those are her organs now. Do you think she's better? you think she's got better organs? she going to live to be, like, old now? No. Older? She's got, like, superior. You think she can, like, run real quick? No, her legs aren't different. No, nah, but, like, you know. Maybe her heart's better. I don't know if her, I don't know if he had to get her heart. No, or maybe just more her. I think it's just her like stomach and such. See, but it could have been like her kidneys. What would it make you? What is lactic there? acid? What, lactic what process acid? lactic acid? Uh, it's from your muscles. Is it all in your muscles? Yeah. Are the kidneys involved? <laughs> no. The <laughs> kidneys are they involved? Are they safe? <laughs> hmm. Well, maybe she wouldn't anger you. Killed. Them. <laughs> Maybe she would not receive any kind of athletic ability from. from no, because again, her limbs aren't getting any better. It's just her organs. No, I if understand I'm, the limbs, Jack, but the if, organs. If I modified your stomach, you wouldn't be able to lift ten tons. Your stomach would just you, be made if of metal. You imagine my body as a as a car. If you upgrade the drivetrain, Jack. If you upgrade the organs, being the engine parts, the wheels go quicker, don't they? Hmm. No, but it, <laughs> had you thought of it like that? Now, Jack, had you thought of it in those terms? I guess I could, but again, her her engine of her heart isn't different. It's just a heart. They don't give her a robot no, heart. Don't, don't use your metaphor. Use mine, could you? Because mine makes it, it makes me it makes my thing work. Why would it work? I'm gonna cut it out anyway. Just suspend- <laughs> All right, fair, fair enough. Okay, at the very least, maybe she her those those organs are more resistant now because they're metal. So like, if they were shot again, she'd probably be fine. She could tank it. Could she? I guess it depends. I feel like if you dent the organ, you'll just fucked. Because, like, you know, skin classically, it'll the wound will close. <laughs> Metal doesn't do that. That's true. No, they're probably just a downgrade then, huh? Yeah. Does she need to eat anymore? Has that been addressed? Oh, she does, because she's, she's eating, like, chicken. Yeah, so. She, she still need, like, she still got to, like, keep herself strong. It just, hmm. like, probably processes her food. Yeah. So then they, they formed a little partnership, and at first she's... Oh, okay, so this is a, this is a moment I really like, Jack. So they're laying around the campfire... When she comes to for the first time, and she's like, "Oh, you, you keeping me alive?" Like you, she asks, if she basically asks if the bounty is better for her alive, right? If she or she says, "Are you worth more alive?" And Boba Fett is like, "Yeah, you are." And I thought that was a really cool moment because obviously she meant in the sense of like you know, Monterey alive King. or dead. Yeah, and I think for Boba Fett it was beyond that because of the character development he's already gone and stuff. What he's saying is literally like, "No, you're you know." You're worth more as a alive person, right? Yeah, you're like a living person. I like we can just be friends, which is like a cool. It's a cool like mindset to get from you know Boba Fett, famous ruthless bounty hunter. Where now I think he really meant it as in like he is growing to appreciate the innate value of a human life, right? Which is pretty cool. And be like, no, you're worth you're worth more alive. Like he's he's moved past being a bounty hunter and all, where he couldn't give a shit about anybody, right? And he's, he's happy to kill and, you know, virtually, you know, practically enslave and stuff for monetary gain. But now he's like, nah, <laughs> his time with the Tuscans has clearly taught him some things. Yeah. And also, I thought thought that his, like, uh, logic behind it was interesting because it's not totally like I want to stop 
doing crime. It's just that I want to stop listening to other people. Yeah. Because he was like, well, they're just, they're just dumb motherfuckers getting us killed all the time. But if I run the show, I won't get myself killed because I'm much smarter than they are. So it's, it's much more nuanced, which I appreciate. Because mm-hmm. it's not just like, well, now I'm just a fucking savior of humanity. Yeah. He made a joke like, why would he care if the crime went down? That's like his thing. He's a crime lord. But it's just like, no, I'm just going to do it smart. Like, I'm just going to be smart about it and, like, do it very efficiently. Yeah. And a bunch of kids running around stealing water is not, like, efficient crime. And I'm not making any money from that. So. Well, and, like, again, he was part he was part of, like, a criminal organization, right? As, you know, working for a job and all that. But he was relatively low in the grand scheme of things, right? Again, he's he was working muscle. for other people's. And so, I think he's he's has a better appreciation for that of, like, everybody should be successful, right? Jabba had it, you know. Jabba was doing well, and everyone else kind of, like, was fighting for the scraps, right? He clearly is going for more of, like, a, we want, you know, everyone to, to kind of get a piece of it, right? He's like, Fennec, if you join me, like, we'll be, like, full partners. Like, your your efforts will be directly rewarded, right? If you put in the work to, to build this, then you get to share in it, right? I'm not just going to give you, like, you know, a, a lump sum the one time and then be like, all right, see ya. He's not, he clearly doesn't want everyone to just, like, build his empire for him and then sit around like Java did or whoever, right? Or, or Bib Fortuna, right? He's trying to actually, like, build a community of people that are, are working together and, like, actually create something. To do crime, of course. To do crime still. still but it's, crime. like, it's like socialist crime. <laughs> Aren't all socialists doing crime? In a, in a, in a way of speaking, yes. <laughs> crime yeah, he's doing, like, the he, beauty of capitalism. <laughs> he's doing, like, communist crime. <laughs> And it's like, what if we all did crime together, fellas? Equal crime. Th- for the, the betterment of, of crime. The redistribution of the crime. The top 1% has control of all crime. What if we all had the crime? <laughs> Free crime healthcare. He's like, you water merchant, you're the bourgeoisie. Me and my communist criminals are going to steal you. Me and these droid fucks are going to kill exactly. you. Pike syndicates, more capitalist criminals. We're communists. We together. I'm the Karl you Marx of Star Wars. <laughs> I'm going to give away all the spice for free. Redistribute it. Um, so Spice we- is the opium of the people. In Boba <laughs> Fett, it's, it's drugs. It's, of course, it is. Yeah, yeah. One thing we both liked that he did is that when we last episode we were like, "Why do you let the Wookiee go? That would have been useful to have the Wookiee." Yeah. And then the Wookiee was like, "What if I just fucking fucked with a bunch of Trandoshans because I hate them, the gross lizard monsters?" But I was like, "Hey, buddy, I watched you rip that Trandoshan's arm off. That was pretty pretty sick. You want to work for me?" And he does. Clearly, they just because yeah, people were bothered by that. Clearly, they just needed a, him an excuse for him to be in the town so they could have this scene play out. Because if Boba Fett had just offered him the job then and there, we wouldn't got that. Which is delightful. Because, yeah, you get a couple beers and a, and a Wookiee. He, he gets racist. Like, <laughs> they enslaved my people. And I really like that she she tries to talk him down. Off the, and she seemed to get pretty close. He seems pretty convinced. And I think, uh, you know, a better Wookiee, probably, like a better person. Uh, you know, if that was Chewbacca in that scenario, he probably would be talked down. Like, all right. He'd be like, you know, I'm kind of acting a little foolish. Um, but Black Chrysanthemum. But no. the bounty, the man, the Wookiee who hunts people for money probably doesn't care. And he ripped that guy's just arm off, which they love to do. That's, yeah, famously, Wookiees do that. But I don't know if we've, we've never actually really seen it. Outside of Lego games. Yeah, this is the first time, which is, which was exciting. I thought they were going to do the more classic, because they, the way they always phrase it is like out of their socket, which I always took to mean more of like, just pop the sockets out and then leave them. You don't. You're not totally dis. Which, in matter of speaking, is almost more like impressive, right? The idea that like a Wookiee can just pick up a grown man, pop his arms out, and then leave him there, right? Just disabled. Not he didn't kill him. He didn't like maim him for life. But he's out of a fight, right? Because a Wookiee can just manhandle you like that because they're so they're, much bigger and stronger. Giant wolf monsters. They can just pop monsters. your arms out and now you're now you're 
you know, incapacitate until you can get to someone who can fix that for you. Yeah, prop them back into place. But Black Chrysanthemum just rips it right off. Clean off. Just clean off. That Got poor him. gambler. Yeah. See, Trandoshans? Kind of bad, though. Probably not all Trandoshans, but I you mean, can understand why you'd think that. I mean, every single one of those guys we know in canon ate all their brothers and sisters in the nest. That is true, I believe. Also, those guys are Trandoshan criminals, to be fair. Like, those guys are part of the Trandoshan gang, so they're not just, they're not just you know, run-of-the-mill It wasn't farmers. just like a Trandoshan plumber exactly. who was just to, trying to get so, his pay off. You know, I think the rage is justified, perhaps. Perhaps a little bit. Those guys probably made their money selling Wookiees slaves, so. Yeah. Boba Fett probably threw out all his Wookiee pelts like, hey, I never had those at all. <laughs> I hope so. What I, guess he probably left those, I guess he left those in the, start like those the, are in the pit, so. <laughs> probably probably good, good for him. Yeah. Those things suck. <laughs> it's very yeah, cruel. A bit awkward if uh, your boss had the skin of your people in his well, office. It's, yeah, because they're not they are not animals. Like they're sentient people. They're sentient society. And, yeah, like, places on like the High Republic Council. Exactly. So, and they were Jedi. You shouldn't have those skin. That'd be like if you had a skin of a person. Of a person. Terrible. Terrible. Hor- horrifying. It's like it sounds like well, I'm going to go to Europe and skin a Polish man. <laughs> Like, why back. would you do that? Yeah. Well, I don't live in Poland. What do I care? Exactly. That's so, Yeah. Again, I think he's grown a little. He's being yeah. a little story. Don't skin people. Yeah, don't skin Don't wear people's skin. That's fucked. Speaking of Trandoshans, we think that some of our bounding hunting boys are going to pull up. The fellas might You're join the crew. The we might You're get boss. the place, Drek. My goodness. Well, hold on. Know. Just would you hold on for a minute? We're talking about Trandoshans. We didn't even finish the, the flashback yet. Oh, shit. We talked about Black But he had to get to his... I know, you skipped right to that, now you're skipping to this, Jack. I'm taking Jack, a show with the reins. Could I? I'm taking a show with the reins. <laughs> okay, so they retrieved the, the slave one. What do you think of that, Jack? You mean okay, the fire yeah, spray. So let's that. What do you, how do you feel, Jack? Are you as, are you as passionate and, and enraged as the internet would have me believe people are? I was a bit surprised they did it. Okay, do you think that they actually changed the name? Or do you think the context of that scene is such that it made sense for him to say what he said? Which was I, we need to retrieve my fire spray class gunship. I think the context makes sense. I think I, I think only, so too. I think only noticed it because of the controversy. Like without the controversy, I'd be like, well, that's just the name. that's what the ship is. Because she wouldn't know. No, right? as we as we pointed out, if you had a as we said before, Jay, if you had a Honda Civic and you called the Cheryl or whatever, <laughs> if like, I was like, all right, Fennec Shan, we need to retrieve Cheryl, then she'd be like, is that a person? Is that a what? Be like Cheryl, you don't know Cheryl. My Cheryl, it belongs to me. I, I ride her through space. <laughs> She'd be like, "What? Are you well?" But when you're like, "We need to retrieve my Honda Civic," she's like, "Ah, I understood." My Honda Civic sedan. We gotta so get I think it makes sense. Also, again, I mean, we talked about it. it's just not that big of a deal. This no. Jack, conti- as we we talked about it when it was a thing. Uh, a third episode, episode is called the Slave One Controversy. It's it's just not an issue. But believe it or not, Jack, this this episode continues the trend of not never once a piece of Star Wars media have they actually said the name. This huh. isn't like breaking tradition because none of the movies, none of the shows prior have ever actually called it. So it's just that marketing giant that is Star exactly. Wars. Frankly, it would be out of the uh, out of the ordinary if this was the first time they actually called it the Slave One. And he really, I think it's probably fair to say that maybe he is beyond like thinking you should call it that. People have this whole thing of like it's not a, it's not about slaves. It's like because blah blah blah, and it's 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 about because Django was a slave and this and that. And it's like yeah, but that's probably not canon. And also, unless they can, like, show that and, like, make it convincing and, and satisfying in the show, probably just don't need to call it the Slave One. Yeah. Maybe he will just change the name because Slave One's kind of a weird... It's got some It's got some connotations to being like, yeah, I'm a ruthless bounty hunter who captures and kills people, but 
He's trying to not be that anymore. So, it's whatever. Got it, though. It's flying around. Oh, yeah. I really <laughs> quite enjoyed... Uh, <laughs> I I enjoyed but was also surprised that they just fully, fully sent it. He just, like, lays waste to that whole gang with his ship. <laughs> that was fucking That's crazy, right? Yeah, he's just fucking mowing him down. I didn't expect that. Chasing but, like, back. fair enough. I mean, yeah. once you got your shit back, like, yeah, that's a step above speeder bikes, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You can just shoot them with rockets and lasers and stuff. It really is, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it really shows the, the tier rankings we have here, because it's, like, the Tuscans, because they're just people on on foot, right? They need to fear the speeder bikes. Although, maybe maybe not even, right? But Fennec Chan implies that that's kind of fishy, and maybe... Maybe there's something else afoot, but one, suddenly, suddenly, once you have a man with an actual like gunship, <laughs> your uh, spear bikes won't save you. You big fish in a small fish in a big pond, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, he's just gonna shoot you, shoot from like thousands of miles in the air. Okay, so then the other big controversy this week, other than him calling, yeah, he actually did call the fire spray. The other, the other controversy is that they go to the Sarlacc pit for him to retrieve his armor, right? Even though he should, quote unquote, know that he the Jawas took his armor from him. Well, how do you feel about that? Uh, I think it's totally believable that in the state that he was in, I was going to say, doesn't remember. Man almost got eaten alive and then had heat stroke. He was like heat stricken. And then enslaved. I'm surprised. I'm, I don't think his memories are fully intact from that. I don't think he fully remembers that time because no. his brain was scrambled. He? he was like, I... He wasn't well, conscious really when they took it from him. No. They just kind of peeled it off his like, yeah, stricken body. So, I don't, uh, yeah. It's not if he was though. half conscious, he'd probably think it was a dream of something. Yeah. He probably doesn't even remember getting out, it doesn't seem like, right? I mean, because he thinks it's down in there. Like, he shouldn't think that unless he doesn't remember, like, breaking what? through the surface and being on top. So, it to me, it, it makes sense. It's not, it wasn't an issue to me. I don't think that's, I don't think that's John Favreau foregoing continuity. Like, I know better. I'm <laughs> in the John middle Favreau. of the show. What do you think about them uh, returning to the, the Sarlacc, though? And actually killing the Great Pit of Carcoon. Pretty good. He can't fall back in it. No, he cannot fall back in it again like he did in Legends. So, mm-hmm. no one, no one shall fall in that again. Never. What a what a hero he is. If he broke out the seismic charge. Everybody loves the seismic charge. It's just a fun noise. It makes also a very effective weapon. Oh yeah, every time it's it's ever been used, it really 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 puts in work. <laughs> Gets that fucking job done. How many has he got? They're probably expensive. It's probably an expensive thing that like a bounty hunter would get because like can justify buying an expensive. Weapon like that. This is a ship weapon, but he he throws them out like Pez. <laughs> so, yeah, the, you get a, you get one. You Mandalorian in this. So I don't know, man. Save those up, Boba. You might need them later, buddy. You need them. Maybe use it against the Pikes. Maybe maybe he will. All right. Okay, Jack. There, there's a question for you. Are they going to break out the seismic charge once again in this show at any point? Sure. They're doing some ship to ship combat. I hope we haven't seen the last of him using the ship. I will say. I hope so too. Kind of weird if we did. Yeah. If the if the extent of it is that he just shoots some <laughs> fleeing bikers with it, um, but then they they like you know certify their partnership there, right? He's like, hey, I'll I'll be on your team. Like the thing is, we'll be on each other's teams. I'll be I'll be loyal to you. You'll be loyal to me. We'll, we'll we'll be criminals. We'll all have fun together. We'll continue to be criminals and killers. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, crime. Do you think we're gonna see even more flashback leading like directly up to? overlapping with the Mandalorian? Or do you think that's the extent of it, maybe? I think that might be the extent of it, because if we do that big time skip, he gets his ship back, he takes the palace of Fortuna, he gets Fennec Shan, he sends his bantha into the desert. Mm-hmm. Get the hell out of here, buddy. Yeah, I think I think, I, I think we probably will have in the flashback, because we only got three episodes left, and you feel like that just take up too much time. Yeah. 
Because otherwise, we're, I mean, what, we're literally going to see him fly to Tython, but then from then on, I mean, we see he's, he's with the Mandalorian yeah, for the rest of that season. He's so. with Din, so. I don't, I kind of agree. I think maybe there's still a chance to see some flashbacks of, like, earlier stuff, but it's kind of, I feel like that's started to slip away as well. Again, like you said, there's only three episodes left, and it does seem like maybe they, they kind of purposely did the thing of, like, you're healed now, Boba Fett, you don't have to go to the back to tank anymore, so maybe that's their way of, like, definitively saying, we're, we're done doing the flashback sequences. Yeah. Which is a little disappointing, but it's whatever. We, I was hoping to get a little more Boba Fett lore throughout, like, different periods of his life, but it is what it is. So, yeah, they have the they have that crime meeting. He scares them with the Rancor. Rancor, and that none of them are on his team, eh? Yeah, They're all just like, well, we won't directly fight you, probably, but we don't want to stick our neck out. If, we, if you lose, the Pikes will kill us. Yeah. They're all cowards. They're not They're not buying into Boba Fett's space communism yet. It's all right, though. They'll, they'll come around. They'll come around. The, the people will turn Those, The them. people will seize the means from them. Yeah, of yeah. course. They'll yeah, seize exactly. the means of crime. Exactly. The means, <laughs> the means of crime, indeed. <laughs> and then we kind of get... So then Bo was like, that's all right, though. I've got my own... i got my, my, my tribe here. We're going to go to war. We're going to fuck up all the pikes. Woo, baby. Let's kill some pikes. <laughs> oh, boy. So he's got Fennec Shan, right? He's recruited Black Chrysanthemum. He's got the Mod Gang. Uh, he's got those two Gamorrean guards. He's got that robot. He's got the robot. And then Fennec Shan says, sorry, I know we can get some muscle if we got some money. You know where to look. And then, of course, the Mandalorian theme song begins playing. Implying to me, Jack, that one of one of said muscle that they're going to hire is going to be none other than the boy himself. Jin Djarin? Hmm. Now, I don't know who that is, but I think maybe Din, Din Djarin might appear. Oh, he must must be brothers or something. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> I, don't realize. I mean, uh, honestly, I'm all for that. All the Mandalorian. I, I think it's coming. I mean, that's it, it. I mean, it's pretty full on. Like it's at this point, to me, it's a little more bold than I thought we would have got. Other like prior to him showing up, and I also, as we talked about leading up to the show and stuff, I, I kind of figured he'd be more like very last episode as a way to kind of back backdoor lead into the Mandalorian season three. Right. Yeah. But no, I mean, if he's going to be in the last like three episodes, that's a pretty significant portion of the the season overall, isn't it? Oh yeah, he might train the fucking mod game to fight. Yeah, he's good at that. Apparently, he, we we've seen him do Seven Samurai before. So, got a little good. I mean, as we know, everything's just fucking Seven Samurai, right? But so, I mean, that's it's it's all but a confirmation, right? Like they did everything but say the man's name. I guess. I mean, that's what. I, yeah, right. Like it's it feels weird to be said, but because it, it is just a little song. But I think that's it's very telling, right? Yeah, character motifs are there for a reason, right? And it, it would be pretty. I guess. It'd be pretty bizarre if they had done that, and if they don't intend to put him in it, because <laughs> that would just get everyone. That would really annoy everybody. It would annoy me. Oh yeah, annoy me as well. If they just had implied like maybe we can get some muscle, and then it doesn't turn out to, be, but you can't put in his song if it's not going to be him, right? Actually, it was just Bosk. The only so, guy we got was Bosk. Well, so then, okay, so that's the question, Jack. Let's lead into that then. Let's do it. Who who else do we think could fill out his Boba Fett's posse? Um, Bosk, possibly Dengar. So how like do you? I I think Bosk is. Just about as close behind uh, Din as far as far as like certainty, yeah. If anyone is, especially because you got that um, cra- black Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. Yeah, we were talking about He's this. He's got to get over his well-deserved hatred of. And uh, we could you could do like monsters. a, a Legolas Gimli thing. They're like, ooh, I don't like you. We're nemesis, but then they like they clasp hands at the end. Are like, you're you're my brother. And Boss goes, you can come to Lizard Heaven with me. <laughs> Indeed. So I yeah I think that could be interesting at work and also so like just just from like a logistical kind of practical sense Bosk would be easy to do because Bosk is just a, a like prosthetic guy 
And then you could just have, for the voiceover, you could have the guy who does it in Clone Wars. The Clone Wars. Which may be, might be D. Bradley Baker. But so, my point is, like, very easy to achieve, right? You just get the guy in the, the whatever Trend Ocean costume they've been using this whole season. Just do the Bosk one. Just throw him in it. Get the, get the jumpsuit. Get the voice. And oh, then yeah. you have him, don't you? We really do. Who else? Who else, Jack? Besides do you think three? Dengar? Uh, I think it's possible, but I, don't, I think he's not as likely as the other two. It is a deep breath, baby. Boss. So there, we know that man's still on the payroll. Just, just, just one, one, one of the days he's in the booth for recording every character for <laughs> the Bad Batch. Just be like, hey, record a couple boss lines. Here's for some us, boss lines. Just we'll throw them in somewhere. Dengar, not necessarily the same because he's just a man. He's not a, he's not a guy. So I don't know how you, you. It would, it'd be a little bit harder to pull off with perfect, you know, continuity. But it's not a big deal. Just get a different actor. I don't think anyone would notice. As long as you got the the bandage head. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, oh, that's, that must be Dengar. Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't say anything in the original trilogy anyways. So, mm-hmm. we could pull off. Maybe we'll get Max Repo to come in. Max Repo, we'll, we'll get a gun. <laughs> I guess the, the other big one is probably like Cad Bane, right? Yeah. What do we think about him? I like Cad Bane when he's a picture on the screen. Real life Cad Bane might be very unsettling. Well, we've seen real life Duros. They don't look that bad. I guess that's true. I, I don't think Cad Bane's likely, though, anymore. He'd be very old. He'd be old, and I think, yeah, it just doesn't work to just be like, have Cad Bane and be like, I'm here to help, Boba. That's, he's not that kind of guy, mm-hmm. I don't think. He's not big on charity. No, he's not. Do you think another IG unit of, of some number? Yeah, I think that one's very likely as well, because it's just a droid. Mm-hmm. So you just have another robot pull up. Do we think it'll be Taika Waititi again? I wouldn't say for sure, but I think it's very likely. At least. Um, I saved somebody's tweet who, who was throwing out their guesses, and I, and I enjoyed it. You have so many tweets. Oh, okay. Obviously, Din. Somebody, uh, Embo. You familiar with Embo? You remember him? No. What? So, Embo's a bounty hunter from the Clone Wars. He's actually good choice because we do know that he is very much active in this era. He, he's the one with the hat. He's got like a sombrero-ish rice papery kind of hat. It's like this big flat hat, and it's like... It can deflect. Oh, he's got like a mask glass, on? and he can th- yeah, and he can throw it, and he can sled on it. Okay, I, I do know who that is. Carries a bowcaster. He also is old, but he's like an a- he, or he would you know be older, but it, he's also an alien. And like I said, we know he's active in this time period, so he could show up. Apparently, he's voiced by Dave Filoni, which I didn't know, but so that's another one. So you do the you know you get an actor, you get a all the prosthetics and maybe the costuming, the ep- but then you just have maybe he's in that episode he wrote. Maybe which episode he wrote? Six. Oh, so. Ooh, maybe. He's brought himself into the episode. He's like, actually, I can't put a soak in, but I'll put my cell phone. Oh, probably more likely than Embo or Dengar, I think, is Cobb Vance, who, again, we did talk about earlier when I was when we were predicting who might show up and whatnot. I think Cobb Vance will chew in. Oh, yeah. Be like, hey, all right, take your armor. Isn't that fun? Frankly, he might be as likely as anyone. Like, probably Din and him are, like, two of the real tippity-top because, I mean, they're both established, like, characters in... In the live action show verse we have going here, right? So just get uh, Timothy Oliphant back. Come do it. Yeah. And I think, he, I mean, he's got to show up in something. And honestly, it makes more sense for him to show up in this than to somehow find his way back into The Mandalorian anytime soon. Right? Yeah, he does not really have a place. I mean, he's Mandalorian. on Tatooine. This is where he lives. He's just like a town over. <laughs> like he's, yeah. he's presumably still there, right? It's only been a couple months. As opposed to, like, what's more likely is that both it's going to be like, I need you to help bring Law to Tatooine. Or Din Jarn's gonna be like, you want to come to Mandalore and fight in a war with me? He'll be like, no, no, I, I'd really rather not. That's kind of your thing, buddy, not my thing. And you know, they have that moment at the end of that episode where Din is like, I hope we meet again, and Calvin's like, I hope so too. So this would be the perfect time. 
Oh, yeah. Very much so. And then this guy also theorized Miggs Mayfield. What do you think about that? Bill Burr. Oh, I mean, I'm always down for more Bill Burr just playing a Boston guy in Star Wars. Why not, right? Yeah, a war vet. I was kind of surprised that he came back in season two, but he was good. Did that great scene? It was good, yeah. So, bring him back. Or maybe not. Maybe they have to keep up the illusion that he's dead or whatever. But then again, Tatooine's still a lawless wasteland, so the New Republic won't find him there. Just a big fucking desert planet. Nobody yeah. likes Tatooine. He could show up to he could show up to Tatooine without without falling under the, the law. Those are run by the big slug gangsters. Mm-hmm. I think we'll be all right. Yeah, I'm excited whoever they get. Maybe it'll just be a bunch of new characters, which should also be fine, because there's got to be more names. than six six bounty hunters in the whole galaxy, right? A big galaxy, a lot of planets. <laughs> so, just six guys. Maybe that's, why they're in, maybe that's why they make so much money. It's There's like, only six of them doing all the jobs. So, it's in such high demand. <laughs> so it's like, really, if you have a bounty on you, you just gotta hope you're like not near the top. You're probably good for like a couple months. Oh, yeah. Because they're just working down that list yeah, they're like, constantly. Mm-hmm. I got so a big back. Once Din stopped, they went from seven to six. <laughs> yeah. All the good ones. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It certainly got me hyped. When, when the music started playing, I was like, oh, wow. No, they're just doing it, eh? He's gonna have a light. He's gonna have a lightsaber. I mean, he's just gonna be there with a lightsaber. That he ought to d- be if cool. If he dark sabers pikes in half, best. Oh my best gosh. episode. It's not fair. It feels like feels like um, unfair, doesn't it? Yeah, but they're kind of. He shows up with a lightsaber, starts chopping dudes up. Whew. What kind of ship will he have? It's gonna be very exciting. Maybe he'll have a slave too. But oh, but I, I don't just like you, slave too. Like actually, I don't. I don't actually, like, I don't say that anymore. Um, in in Legends, Jack, the slave two was a different craft. Not a fire spray. Not a fire spray. No. He actually had a slave three and four as well, I believe. Weird. No, I agree. <laughs> Very weird. Why don't they all just be the same fucking? Is Bo Katan gonna be with him? She's she gonna be falling him around. They being should like... focus on making this show good before they bring Bo Katan. Is that come on? She's gonna be falling around like I want that lightsaber. Dude, give me that fucking lightsaber, dude. We're fighting the Pikes. Can you chill out for like ten minutes? I will say it will be. It feels like he has bigger bigger fish to fry. I was. I mean, I'm again. I'm sure they'll they'll write it convincingly or something, but. He isn't that ship in Mandalorian too. They haven't got right. that ship yet with Moff Gideon. Well, they have because Fennec Shand. Oh, right, yes. I mean, she's on that ship with them, and she got right, off. That's so true. Definitely. That. Well, I mean, Luke saved them from all the oh, dark troopers, and they just left, presumably. So yeah, like I mean, it, you get what I mean. That yeah. is kind of what I'm saying. Is like it does seem like he's got some things to get up to. So to have Boba Fett just be like, "Hey, you want to come help me with this?" and him to be like, "Sure." Just be essentially like, hey, I know you got that big presentation for your board meeting, but do I'm gonna come move on Saturday? Can you help me with that? Uh, sure, man. I guess I'm free. I mean, I guess he owes him, but he also kind of already owed him. Yes. He gave him his armor back. That was but yeah, he was game. like, I'm helping you because of the armor thing. So it'd be weird now if he was like, well, you owe me because I helped you. And I was like, wait, I thought this was already because. Hold on, we can't. Then, I, then you owe me again. <laughs> exactly. It's all big. Do you think he's just gonna have the Razor Crest again? Like a, just a different that that same ship, but that, but not falling apart. Or just call it something else. Yeah. Well, it's maybe. the crest razor. He's got all. He gets. They do that thing they did in every episode. Whenever anyone steps on a ship, they went. You got a lot of guns in here, bro. <laughs> Why do you have so many guns? I think there's like a non-zero chance it's just gonna be the same ship. Yeah. There's a good design. I liked it. Everyone liked yeah. it. I was very surprised. They blew it up. I was like, like, what just, happened to the marketing? Just disintegrated it. Yeah, but yeah. then again, if they get a new, if they make it a new ship, they can sell that ship. So frankly, actually. The mocking purposes. Yeah. They'll get they'll get you on your fucking Lego shell. I'll I'll need to buy that ship Lego as well. So. Of course. Alright. You got anything else today specifically? No. I think we can probably I could tack out of this. I'm into. Do you think there'll be specifically seven bounty hunters so they can do seven samurai again? Because I think there's a non zero chance that there'll be seven. I think so. They only need what? Four more. Seven seven episodes, seven samurai. Oh my goodness. 
How exciting. I'm excited. It's I really love. ramping up. Hopefully, everyone can stop whining. If they just start throwing, like... <laughs> you pro- well, Jack, you're right. Of course you're right, but... I can, a boy for can context, dream. I'm just shaking. I shook my head and looked. A boy can dream. If they start throwing in Din and literal boss and things, surely that's enough to calm all the dude bros down. Nah, surely like, that's enough fan service to just shut them like, up from Din. Oh, yeah, Din has to have a bow because he can't handle himself. Uh, he was supposed point. to kill all my bullies and he needs help. That's a good point, Jake. I'm, I've been a fool to even dream it. You, you thought those people would be reasonable. They'll all be like, they've ruined the characterization of boss. <laughs> I want him to eat children. I want to see backstory where he eats his brothers and They've sisters. ruined the Dengar characterization. Where's Max Rebo with a Glock? Give me Max Rebo with a this Glock. This isn't my Dengar. Why'd they make him like this? A man who has no character to speak of. My, my IG-67? Oh, gosh. Uh, Star Wars fans? I ought to I I just delete Twitter, eh? Yeah. Alright. Twitter. Euphoria. <laughs> I can take out that into Euphoria episode two of season two. Indeed. Where Cassie just fucking nose dies. There's a lot. There's a lot going on this episode. It feels like it feels like the proper first episode of the season in a lot of ways, because they, they kinda broke so everybody's the mold. plot up. Yeah. They did you know, they they did like a non traditional, different kind of style whatever you'd call it for episode one, right? It it was not like it didn't follow the it was all one day. Like yeah, it didn't follow the sort of template. There was no rue narration. There was no like cutaways and stuff. So in a lot of ways, this had to do a, a, a good amount of like groundwork for the actual plots for the season for everybody, right? So it, in a lot of ways, it felt like an episode one and an episode two <laughs> because it was carrying over. You know, it was picking up some things, but it also was again starting new ones. We off. had to we had to touch base where everyone actually is, other than just at a party on New Year's. It's like here's actually what they were up to kind of deal. Mm, yeah. So I think we'll just do characters again, right? Yeah, of course. All right. Let's show... We got a lot to say about Cassie. Should we just do her and Neil last? I can do that. So it's, I don't know if I really have that much more to say, but yeah. We can. So who's probably the easy stars? I got Lexi and Fez. I'll get right a little PowerPoint here. All right. Yeah, I just... I, I made a PowerPoint this week, listeners, to coordinate all my thoughts. Mostly because I saved a bunch of screenshots from, from Reddit and Twitter and things I want to talk about. So I just well, got it all nice and organized. So, Lexi and Fez, we talked about it last week. We are not as, as on board for it as the internet seems to have become. become. Yeah, they everyone threw their full weight behind that. Because it's like, you know, in a very like surface level kind of sense, it does seem sweet and nice, right? Innocent. Like, oh. We like we like Fez and we like Lexi and they're both kind of nice and they well they should be together they're both kind of sweet to each other but I feel like in a real sense it's just it's no good it just probably shouldn't work because he really is like a even if he's not a dangerous man if you, if you want to say like oh he's good and all and, and we I think we touched on this last week like I, I really don't know if I can fully throw my my support behind that characterization of him that he is like oh he's just a good guy man he's got a heart of gold. Yeah, but, like, at some point, that you know, the, the other stuff cancels it out, right? Yeah, the, like you said, the beating of the man in his own home and robbing him. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That is really quite bad. And I'm sure we'll get more of that, like, later. That, that's got to come back at some point, I think. Yeah, to haunt him. And we'll, we'll probably learn more about, like, who that guy really was and what was going on there or whatever. Maybe we won't, though. I don't know. But regardless, a lot of people have just been focusing on the Nate thing of, like, well, Nate's a bad guy anyways. It, that really doesn't justify savagely beating him, really. Like, no. right? Like, I think, you know. It wasn't even a fair. It's not like they fit, they had a fight about it and they both agreed. Right. 
uh, Fesco just blindsided him with exactly. a, a whole Tito's bottle. Exactly. He huh. just he sucker punched him, right? And then yeah, he he didn't that whole that whole time Nate didn't throw a single punch. Like yeah, he just absolutely walloped him. Yeah, just beat him. That's not cool. Like I mean, we live in a society, Jack. Yeah, we, <laughs> we probably act, shouldn't be beating people. We have to act in a civilized way. We really should. We try, right? Like just brutally, like yeah, doing doing horrible violence against people you don't like is not usually how we try to. I usually we live our lives handle things here. anymore. So no, 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 bit taboo. Yeah. So even putting all that aside, though, yeah, the the beating people, the the beating the guy that he robbed, that is not justified because we can't be like, well, Nate's a bad guy, but that guy. We don't know him. Like that's crazy. Like we don't, we don't know who he's about. That's a terrible thing to do. And then just again, he is a drug dealer. Like I get that he's a nice guy and all, but I mean the reason I think the reason they have that that conversation last episode is to put that threat out there of like you can't just you can't just write it off as like well they're gonna do drugs anyways. It's not that's not on me at all. It kind of is though. Oh yeah. Like again, he's sweet and so far as like he's nice to the people that he likes. <laughs> but that's yeah, people say that. I've I have arguments with people, uh, people in my own life that you are like, "Well, he's a nice guy. He looked to, you know, he's nice to me." I'm like, "Yeah, but you're his friend." Or whoever the person is. Like, they're, they're they're their friend. If you're nice to the people you're friends with, that doesn't make you a good person. Exactly. I mean, it makes you like a bare minimum tolerable human being, but right. it doesn't make you fucking Gandhi. Exactly. Yeah, he's nice to his brother. He's nice to his grandma. He's nice to Rue and all, but yeah, he's making him good Just guy. like his mama loved him. Well, fucking, I exactly. would hope so. Cause, yeah. Drug dealing really is not a victimless crime. When you're Especially when you're dealing with opiates. opiates. Yeah. Yeah. If you're just selling a little weed on the side, that's one thing. But my man's is, he's stealing hard drugs. Like, he's literally killing people. <laughs> right? Yeah, straight he up. T- he mentions in season one, he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't deal with fentanyl because there's too many overdoses. I don't want the heat. I mean, he must be aware of, like, people who have overdosed on his on his product. Like, like Rue. Yeah, I mean, yeah, literally, Rue almost died. Like, it's, I don't know. I, I think, I think there's, like, a discussion to be had about the kind of intricacies of this and the nuance around his character. And, like, there is no one, there's no one in the world who is totally good or bad. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying he's the worst man ever. But there's definitely, it definitely bears discussing beyond just, like, well, he's nice. He's sweet to people. He shared his sandwich with Faye. That's not, that doesn't cut it, man. And I think Lexi probably really does deserve better. Even just from the perspective of being around him is inherently dangerous. Yeah. Um, like he, she could be killed at any moment. Yeah. She gets too close to him. It, literally, right? She's just going to be hanging out at his, party, er, his house once, and then a, a scary drug dealer with fentanyl shows up and force feeds it to her. That literally happened to Rue. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's not great. It's just not a safe environment for pretty much anyone to be living in, frankly. <laughs> I mean, he's not safe, right? So... He fears for his own life and the life of his brother. So, uh, so like that—that's one of the quotes I saved. Or well, quotes, yeah. a Reddit comment. <laughs> but someone said that the great quotes of history. Indeed, Reddit. They pointed out that if we just go off of what we've actually seen, like on screen in the f- so far, like you know, between season one and two so far, Fez has been like more of a danger to Rue than Nate. Right? Nate, who is supposed to be like the quote unquote, you know, for lack of a better term, in a lot of ways, he's the villain at times of this show right he has not been as as nearly as significant of like an actual threat to her life <laughs> as her relationship with fez has where just being at his house just being in his car has like dragged her into these like a high intensity potentially deadly situations putting aside even just the fact that you know he gives her drugs to do <laughs> oh yeah so like yeah i don't know i don't think lexi should be involved in that and i i do think the show is smart enough i will say i think the show is smart enough 
to have that end poorly in whichever way, whether it, you know, maybe they just doesn't work out, but maybe there is some kind of like impactful moment where Lexi kind of comes to her senses like, yeah, this just, this isn't going to work. Yeah. Cause it very much like she's overcorrecting for her yeah. past. And I get that. Yeah, I do they, think it's interesting. They show how like she kind of just sits on the sidelines in the sense and like, isn't kind of taken seriously. It doesn't act. Cause it shows that like that scene we know f- we see from Cassie's, little narration where her dad tells her to give her all those plates he can sell for to get more heroin because he's addicted to it from his painkillers. And then we see Lexi just see him from the top of the stairs and just like slink back in the shadows and say nothing to her father. And right before Rue overdoses, she's like, don't do that, Rue. And Rue's like, what are you going to tell my mom? You fucking narc. And she's like, I will. And she doesn't because she like, he's like kind of a, he's not a spine about it. And she doesn't want to like, you know, do it to her friend. And she overdoses and she feels guilty about it because she could have done something. So it's very much just like, well, I'm going to take control. And I think that'll probably blow up in her face a little bit. Yeah. And then there's also the element of like, and they say this, right? People, a lot of people in her life don't seem to show her enough attention. And the fact that he just was willing to listen to her is all it took, right? Give a modicum of uh, interest Which in him. Which like sad, but again, and, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, I'm sure. Obviously, an essential element of this show is that they're not always acting rationally, right? They're, they're young people, like, and not just young people. I mean, people in general, right? Don't always make perfectly rational decisions. Yeah. So, I get it. Like, she's not, she maybe she's not thinking it through with the, quite the implications of hanging out with a dangerous drug dealer who she watched beat a man. I mean, but they in particular should have garnered a lot of, like, attention a lot of, like, ooh, I'm shipping them. Oh, yes. Yes, love them so much. Yes, queen. I guess, and it's a lot of people, like, maybe, maybe people who are, um... <laughs> Frankly, Jack, maybe they're enjoying it more than we are because they just are capable of just looking at it as a show and they realize that the implications are not real. Maybe I'm too deep in it, Jack, because I'm like, I don't think Lexi, I don't, I don't think this is safe for her, frankly. I'm this fictional character. But at the end of the day, not it, it is just a show. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe you can ship him if you want, frankly. But yeah, maybe maybe we're being a little too cynical. But maybe. We'll, I'm going to cut out us admitting our own faults because we can't have that in our own show. Probably, yeah. That's a good point. So probably yeah. move on to the next group. Sure. So is that Cat and Ethan? Yeah, I'm just Kat and a little, Ethan. peeking a little bit of your phone there. Uh, sadly, Karma bit us in the ass. We're like, man, I just hope uh, they're happy. First time they show up, things are already rocky. Things are Jack. already bad. And this points, this like kind of shows a bit of. Uh, I was saying to you, th- there still feels like a bit of a disconnect between the fact that this is only meant to be like a couple weeks separated from season one, and then also the fact that it's in reality it's been like three years. <laughs> And so I think, you know, I think sometimes maybe they lost a little sight of that because there seems to be a lot that has transpired in these two weeks. But yeah, because basically they've gone from like formally becoming any kind of couple at the winter formal to like New Year's. They're going strong and all. But like then she's already having doubts like they've been barely like a month. Yeah, not, not it can't be a month. Right. Yeah. And you come back to school like the first week of January. It's been there's no way it's been even a month yet. And she's already like, yeah, I don't know what Ethan um, again, I guess you need drama to, to make a show, don't you? Yeah. We were hoping. We were hoping they would just be totally drama-free this whole season. Yeah, <laughs> just wouldn't have much screen time. You know, every so often we just check in and they'd just be like, Kath and e- Kat and Ethan? Still going strong. Just They're happy. Just happy. You know, that dinosaur scene in the episode, probably them breaking up or something. I hope not, though. I think maybe this... I mean, even though she she's obviously, like, struggling with it, it does seem to be that the vibe is more that she's kind of like, I wish I wasn't like this. Like, he doesn't deserve this kind of thing. So... Maybe she'll try to do some some soul searching, a little bit of a little bit of character growth, character growth, where like she figures out what really she needs to deal with. But maybe not. Maybe she's just like, eh, I'm sorry, I just can't do it. Maybe it would suck. 
Sorry for the, the the King Ethan thing. It it go from being a normal person. Maybe that's how it. Maybe maybe though, it's onwards and upwards for Ethan. You know, suddenly he's he's he can separate himself from this toxic friend group of of maniacs of absolute like <laughs> unstable maniacs who just can't get themselves together. Maybe it's for the best for Ethan. Maybe. How about the death rack? <laughs> See, there's a guy dressed up as Discount Jason Momoa. It just fucks the shit out of me. <laughs> Uh, strange. He speaks Dothraki well. He does. They, they clearly got a guy. They're like, we're here at HBO. Let's call up the Dothraki guy. <laughs> Get him in here to teach him how to say these words in Dothraki. It's pretty fun. Yeah. He had a big sword. It was a cool sword. Even though he wouldn't use that sword. Mm-hmm. The accurate. Dothraki had the curve. Yeah, the sides kind of Yeah, thing. exactly. I like the scene, the the other scene with Kat, where she's like... Confronted by all those yeah. influencers. That, to me, was really great. And Very like, poignant. I thought so, too, yeah. She's like, shut up. Stop talking. That whole, like, you're the bravest per Like, it, I think it just kind of, like, nails that. In, in We watched the after episode thing where Sam um, Levinson there is talking about his logic. He's like, yeah, I feel like on the internet a lot of people are just giving advice that no one asked for. <laughs> and it's definitely that. And it's this kind of idea that, yeah, everyone's, you know, they, they're they just, just telling you all this, like, useless shit that no one really wants. And, you know, this whole, like, oh, you know, you're, you're you, it, basically they're, I feel like they're exaggerating, right? Like, everyone on the internet is really taking it too far. That it, just, up. it just comes off across as, you know, disingenuous, right? That whole, like, oh, you're, you're literally, like, the strongest, bravest person I've ever met. It's like, really, though? <laughs> yeah. Surely that can't be true. It's like that meme where it's like, God, you're giving me your strongest battle. It's like, I'm just, you're just making a phone call to your doctor's office. <laughs> exactly. It's not my strongest exactly, battle. Exactly, right? Getting out of bed every day is an act of extreme courage. It's like, is it? Sometimes you gotta pee. Yeah. Like, when you... Hype everything up, suddenly nothing really yeah. comes across as genuine. And the whole, like, you need to love yourself. And it's, like, this idea that if you... Some, somehow they've managed to, like, turn it back on you, right? Where it's like, well, I don't I don't really... I really don't love myself. It's like, oh, well, that's your fault. It, it's almost like, well, you're just playing into the patriarchy and the, and the You've been and tricked. You've been tricked. You're, you're an idiot. I can't believe you got tricked. We're not tricked. Exactly, how how yeah. could you fall for these obvious trappings? It's like, well, now I feel sh- even shittier... Because I feel like it's my fault that I feel this way. Yeah, literally. They, it's it's like somehow they, they turn it back on you. They gatekeep guests like girl bosses shit out of you. Yeah. And the whole like, you know, I don't I don't necessarily find myself attractive. It's like, oh, that's just because you're buying into the heteronormative cis white male standards. It's like, I guess. I, I guess, but also I could. What am I supposed to do about it? Though? Yeah. What am I? I look. I am how I am. It. Yeah. So I I did think that was like a good moment. All the models come in. And she's like, I wish I had mental problems like girls. <laughs> yeah, for real. Head. They're like, oh my god, you're literally so beautiful. You're so much better than me. It's like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> but I don't, I don't really piece. feel like it. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was that was a good scene. That's cool stuff. So again, it's just that like, just that little edge that Euphoria has of like just doing creative things like that. Just a room where she's yelling at influencers. <laughs> That's fun. She like runs to the mirror and she looks down. and They're up and they're all gone. And then they go bowling poorly. They're not great at it, are they? No, maybe. I think Ethan's all somber. I don't think his relationship's falling apart. I think he just wants to be really good at bowling. He's focused on the He's maybe, focused on the game. Maybe he's on the school bowling team. <laughs> Ethan seemed like the type of dude who could be on the bowling team. Yeah, my, te- my school had a bowling team. And they practiced like three times a week. Not even every day. And you could just like eat pizza while you did it. Oh, it's like darts. It's like being like a, a professional darts player. They're all just drunk. You know that? Yeah. You, know they, you know they like compete drunk because they practice drunk? <laughs> Because they're like, well, I gotta account for my my seeing double boards, <laughs> right? Oh my god, four boards! Uh, it's funny. I was, I'm seeing. Uh, I saw people this week 
reiterate that same joke we made about Ethan of like they should just do one of the flashback sequences for Ethan, but it's just a totally like uneventful, like just kind of chill childhood. <laughs> he's got where he's just real into like Pokemon and <laughs> video games, plays video games every so often. He did, he did sports, but not like crazy. His dad didn't put a lot of pressure on him to be like the best sportsman. He just did sports to stay. He just to stay just into it. Just to stay active. Yeah, he liked it. He had a good time with it for the most part. He had fun. He had fun. <laughs> he made friends. Let's do Jules and Rue and Elliot. So there's not a whole ton of ton of them in this episode, but obviously it's it's definitely setting up that kind of love triangle scenario. Eh? Oh yeah, big time. Which it's a little lame. I'm not gonna lie. We'll talk about it coming up as well with the other ones, but that's like. Two love triangles this season, and love triangles are usually almost always lame. <laughs> yeah, they're never done well. They're a big trope, and I don't think they've ever been done uh, to a great effect. They probably have, but like the thing is, they're just so troping. Like I don't know, so done to death. You just I don't know if you can do it. Where I just I'm not immediately like, wow, well you're doing a love triangle, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, but I I see you. I know what you're doing. I think this one has a little bit interesting going on because, and I've seen I've seen other people point this out as well, and and reiterate similar kind of thoughts but this love triangle is not necessarily directly with like just rue and then like jules and elliot right because elliot is kind of representative of like drugs to her right so it's almost more rue having to choose between jules and her like addiction right which is kind of more like an interesting edge to it beyond just like oh you have a crush on the bulls what are we gonna pick yeah although i think there probably is a little bit of that as well so i don't know i think i definitely think elliot has a crush on Rue for sure. Right? I mean that convo with his sister or whatever it is and everything. So, um, but I think at this point Rue is so out of it, like day to day, it's hard to even know like what what she even is feeling really on about. Yeah, like she says, she talked about when you're just rewatching it in the background. She's like, yeah, drugs have to be myself. I'm usually I'm just a shy person and I'm not shy. I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense because yeah. if you're a shy person, that's just who you are. Mm-hmm. But so drugs are just making you a different person. Yeah. So it's just. It's tough, man. Wish she wouldn't do the drugs. Yeah. Then again, drama. We'd have no show. We need the drama to make the show, don't we? We'd have more Cassie, and I don't think we'd need any more Cassie. No, probably not. Frankly, I'm full up on Cassie. So, I don't know. Do we think think anything disastrous is going to happen there? I I think so. I mean, season two, like, it's the type of thing where you could have a big shake-up going into a season three, right? Yeah. Really just shake the board. Yeah, just change everybody around. It would be really crazy if, and we talk about how like so fully obsessed she is in season one with her relationship with Jules. If now she really fully has it, right? They are like an official item now, and she can't she be just, fucked. Yeah, she can't be fucked because the like, drugs. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do drugs. Go hang out with Elliot. I'm gonna smoke weed and snort pills and go to Narcotics Anonymous and have Ali tell me about crack. It's crazy because even Elliot's like, I don't know. <laughs> Even he's like, but clearly he likes her too much to turn her down, like to reject her for the drugs. Probably because he also is worried that she just wouldn't come around anymore at all. Just like, well, she's my only friend. She's only hanging out with me because we had do drugs together. So if I just told her I didn't think we should do drugs, she probably just wouldn't come around. Yeah, and then I wouldn't have any friends, which is tough. That's that. That's tough for him. You hate to see it. It's (sighs) she just shouldn't be doing the drugs, man. I really shouldn't be. It's tough, but I guess it's hard. I don't know. I don't know how you remedy that. I don't know how you remedy that in the context of, like, a, a show, like a narrative. <laughs> just be like, and she, she's better, guys, woo! I promise she's better. Because, I mean, it really is a hard thing. And, like, again, they, they've talked about it a lot on the show, but it's like, yeah. It fucks with your literal brain, brain chemistry, and it fucks with, like, the way you see the world. It's not just, like, I really want the drugs, but it's, you you know, obviously you become physically dependent on them and everything. It, it'd be a tough thing to have to 
to work through. And I don't know how you, I don't know how you put that into a TV show for actually beating it. Because the way she did it last season was not sustainable, right? The idea of like, no. ah, she just did it because she really liked Rue. Or Jules. sorry, she really liked Jules. She just quit called Turkey. But, but that's not really. Jules had her own issues and kind of put it on her. And it's just, you know, everybody has their own. A little bit of Sandra, everybody has their own complex lives. <sighs> it's tough. It's tough. It's very tough. So do you think this season could end with them not together again? I think so. I hope not. I I would like it if that was like a mid-season and then they, they, they patch it up by the end. Figure it out. I guess we'll have to see. I wouldn't be surprised if they did three seasons and Rue's not like in a better place until I'm not saying she'll beat her addiction, but just like in a on the right road to recovery, like a balanced road, mm-hmm. like Ali always talks about. Yeah, like how like well, you never really are safe because I relapsed after 12 years, like over a decade, I was clean, and that just happened again. And I feel like a fucking I think how long is he staying that special? Like another year, like a whole year. Yeah, he's doing hard for like a whole year and a half again for literally a whole like fucking 16 months. Yeah, 18 months. And, and then he's like, ah, oh, now it's been seven years since then. So it's like, any time, like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, you, it's it's just like a, the monkey just can't. He's never really off your back. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Let's go to something that has less uh, nuance. <laughs> uh, Cassie and Nate. So they that, took up a lot, of, obviously, a lot of the screen time this episode. Yeah, I wish it did. Well, Cassie, Nate, Maddie, whole, whole dynamic. Chewbacca. So he, obviously, Nate was the Center opening point. sequence this episode again. And we get this whole sequence of him like imagining a potential life with Cassie because he thinks he's in love. We talk about, I think that really is just him in that moment being brain damaged. Yeah. Like having, having a concussion. Yeah. Because it seems like later on in the episode, he's over that. He doesn't feel that way anymore, but you know, it's just, it's just the instance of him lying there. And then when he's like doped up in his hospital bed, everything, he's like, yeah, I think I'm in love with Cassie. I mean, I, I guess at the same time though, it is just kind of like the, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, TV show, right? Characters yeah. just—I mean, that's how so narratives work. Is we gotta just be falling in love like that, but it's 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 a little silly in both cases for them both to just be like we're in love. But okay, so he's in love after like a minute of, of hanging out with Cassie, and then yeah, I don't know that. I mean, that sequence got some interesting stuff in it, right? So he sees he's seeing all the Cassie stuff, but he's also seeing Maddie. He's also seeing Jules, but Jules is silhouetted, and there's it's the outline of her face. Uh-huh. So it's like he doesn't know what he wants clearly, and he clearly doesn't want to admit that he wants jewels, but she's mm-hmm. still there in his brain. He's got the aspect of even in his like weird fantasy, his dad's still there being weird, <laughs> weird creepy, trampling over his happiness. Yeah, until he dies of a heart attack. Why does is that? Why I don't. I guess I don't really understand why he suddenly just starts freaking out in his coma and his weird like unconscious state. I think it's because of the head. He, I don't know. He just like starts seizing and it's like, of, like freaking cushion. I think it. Yeah, I don't think that's him like doing anything. I think it's just him being beaten like that. Yes, it's true. Getting hit with a whole ass bottle and been punched viciously would do that. And so then, obviously, the flip side of that is that Cassie is also just in love with him now. Which, Jack, I'm not enjoying it. I will say I didn't enjoy it either. Once it started out with that, I was like, really doing this? Come on, guys. Why would why is Cassie in love with her best friend's abusive ex? Crazy abusive ex that she knows is crazy. And I think I think this has potential, right? Yeah, on paper. Because clearly Cassie and Nate both have very warped perceptions of what like a loving relationship actually is. I don't think either of them have any concept of what love should actually be like. Like right? a, a healthy relationship. Yeah. So when either of them are saying to themselves, oh, I think I'm in love. I don't think either of them actually knows what that sh- means. 
So, and that's that's got interesting potential, right? The, the, that they're both, you know, two sides of that. But I just, just the way it's presented specifically in this is not, is not good. Cassie no, in particular is such a one-dimensional character. Like, if someone pointed this out, we don't really know what she is like, right? Like, is she funny? Is she ever making jokes? Like, just about the only stuff we ever get out of her is her crying. You're freaking out about like, that's like, that's like the emotions that we ever see from her is crying is cry- crying or like a verge of crying like pouting right which I, I don't know maybe that's intentional but it doesn't create you know a super compelling character and then the way she's acting in this episode in particular is it's just very difficult to follow and like really buy right like because of again the, just the way it's written like I, I like I said I do think it has potential and you could have done something with it but it's just Cassie is like a a nothing character and the, the choices they make and like the fact that the only thing we ever saw the only interaction we ever saw them have was like they hooked up in the bathroom once and now we're meant to like totally buy into a like relationship off of that that they're both or at least at the very least cassie in particular is like head over heels head over heels in love with him based off of what right yeah what would possess you to do that like what did like, I, get, like, I get that in the moment i'm so one. we're like well she's kind of drunk and she's kind of sad so you know those those emotions kind of like you know steer her into her like most ne- the most negative parts of her personality you know kind of make her do but then she just like it's it's implied that several days pass that he's out of the hospital like a week or so and she still like is just infatuated with him and it's like even after like you were sober you were thought about right. that night and you were like yeah, this is what I want. And to me, the, it's like the back and forth of it as well. And again, like we said earlier, I get that they're not always supposed to be rational because they're like young people and they're in high school and hormonal and everything. But still, it's it's crazy. It just doesn't it doesn't follow, right? It's because she does so much flipping as well. Right? So at one point, she's like literally like manic, telling Nate that she's going to kill herself or whatever and that she's crazy because of him. What did he do other than literally like they made out? I mean, they didn't even like go all the way in that bathroom. I mean, just, I mean, she started to like take her clothes up, but like they didn't, he didn't penetrate her or anything. You know? And so they're really like freaking out. She's freaking out over that. But then later on, she tells him that it was a mistake. But then when they actually meet in person and he agrees with the mis- that it's a mistake, then she she's like off. really not distraught fine about with that. that. She's kind of be like, well, what do you mean? Like, oh, no, it's my mistake, too, right? <laughs> right? What are, you, what are you saying? And then, yeah, when he's fully like, I just don't think we should be together anymore. We probably just got to end it here. Yeah. She, like, throws a tantrum and runs. A- like, that's insane, Jack. That's not a way people act. No, it's not a way. Like, Even 17-year-olds <laughs> don't really don't act do that shit way. like that. That's that's no. ridiculous. It's, like, very childish. It really is. So, yeah. Someone said, it's just unrealistic that she'd be this desperate to be with Nate and how they're completely obsessed with each other when we've only seen them fuck for most of their screen time together. It's unrealistic that Cassie would betray her best friend to be with her abusive ex when we haven't seen them bond over anything but porn scenes. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to, right? Yeah. Even if it wasn't Nate, who, once again, is her best friend's ex, weird gray area ex that maybe still kind of whatever, right? You can put that aside, which should be, you know, enough, right? Just on, just number one. Putting aside that she knows that he's, like, abusive and crazy. And on top of that, she knows he's a bunch of just, like, gay porn artists. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, exactly. She knows all these intimate things about him. Even somehow ignoring that, even if he was just some random guy. The fact that she feels so strongly, just... I just... To me, it just isn't backed up well enough by the... What we see that I can really suspend my disbelief about it, right? Yeah. It's, It's a lot of telling and not showing, I guess. Very much so. I agree. People point out that, like... 
in this episode, they confirmed that she was really not that drunk. Like, that's what Rue's voiceover says. And they show that he had, like, he kind of, like, reaffirmed her consent or whatever multiple times throughout their encounter there, right? Of course, the night. Which is, like, I mean, good for him, I guess. <laughs> it's good on Nate. I mean, I know he broke into that guy's house and beat him and framed him. Make him frame himself for a crime he didn't commit, but at least he gets consent. But it showed that, like, Cassie is, I mean, I think we're meant to understand, though, that she really was, like, aware and, like, willing. Which, again, it I get that, like, she's got these character. this is part of her character, right? To say that I think she expects people, She clearly based off, like, previous relationships, that's what she expects, I guess, men in particular to want out of her. And because she, you know, she literally has, like, daddy issues, right? With her abandonment with her actual father and all this. So it makes sense, but and still, like, I don't, I just don't know. I just don't know what to think about it. When she literally had a conversation, like, days earlier, where Manny's like, maybe you should just say no more often. <laughs> she just doesn't. say yes, just say no. And she doesn't. <laughs> no, she does not. It's just people saying, like, yeah, she just doesn't have much of a character. She doesn't have personality traits. Let's get into Maddie's side of it, then. All right, what she's up to this episode. So she has a babysitting job. That's kind of fun. Trying on all her clothes. And maybe the mom wants to fuck her. Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know where that's going. Sexual tension. And I think that's a um, that's a, like a relatively well-known actress, right? So I assume they got her. I, what I'm saying is, I don't think this is her only scene. I think she's no. she's going to be around again. So yeah, I something know. something will come of that. Whether it's like the stealing thing or the this or that. Or I'm. I think it definitely is playing into the. Her narration from when she gets it, how she doesn't want to work, she just wants to be taken care of and live like a luxurious life, that this woman will kind of be like her view into that, like what that might actually mean, and maybe she'll learn like a, a terrible truth or something yeah. will come of it. She's, she'll just be like, actually, this sucks, and I'm not happy, and mm-hmm. this is why like, I hate my husband or something or whatever, and maybe Ben's like, maybe I do want to be a, I don't know, gynecologist or whatever she wants to be, get like yeah. a... A, a dream or something. We talked about this season that we were hoping that she would have more like soul stuff, not just to Matt, uh, Nate. So that's cool. I'm glad. Another thing I, Maddie, I thought was weird is when Jules says, "I hope, I wish everyone, I wish the you saw yourself like the world sees you." What the fuck is she talking about? Yeah, they what don't is, really have much of a you know what dynamic. Matt, you know what Maddie likes to do? Slam motherfuckers' heads into walls. She's kind of nuts, like insane and violent, like Nate is. Can we? Can be pretty mean. I mean so we talked about. Is Jules being like, I want to. You should see how everyone else is. A fucking psycho. Yeah. We've talked about how she gaslights her friends and stuff. Like, she's not. She's not great all the time. So. No. And again, her and Jules in particular don't have any kind of, like, dynamic, like, friendship in particular. Yeah. So I don't know what. They're just, like, friends through Kat. Yeah. But, like, in the first episode, Cat tells Jules they're not really that close of friends. That may be the first time we've ever seen them speak directly on screen, right? Like. Yeah, just to each other, not just in a group. So. Yeah, I don't know. But, again, she's doing her own stuff, at least. Unfortunately, Cassie has, like, <laughs> become even less of a character and is also just tied in with the Nate plot now. I really was hoping she would do her own things, but it's, it's really not good. And I will say, our opinions here, shared by, like, a lot of people. Oh, yeah. For once, we're not people, alone. Yeah, we're not alone for once. People are people are pretty pissed about Cassie and are very annoyed with her character and stuff. I mean, obviously, like anything, people are people go crazy with it and take it well too far. People are, like, bothering her on Instagram and stuff, which is never what you want. But No, because, again, she's an actress. Absurd. Yeah, that's ridiculous. She's in writer line. She's, no. <laughs> she's getting paid. She's doing her job, man. But, yeah, she really is annoying. There's that um, clip from the upcoming episode where, like, <laughs> he just kind of shoulders her in a hall and she looks does all distraught. Doesn't even look at her. People are like, that's what you get for doing all this. Jumping head over heels into this, deciding you were in love with your like, really, where where is the end game for that? Like, 
She's either, she can ruin her friendship over it or like just leave him alone. Like just just call it. Like he wants. He's literally like we we just shouldn't hang out and we just shouldn't talk about it and we just shouldn't be a thing. And she's and then she throws a fit over just that. Just pretend it never even happened. Holy shit, Cassie! Like so, you really are just gonna just do Maddie like that, huh? Just gonna it's your cool. your best friend, huh? Not cool. And I'm seeing people be like, well, Maddie's not good either. She helps frame that guy in season one. Yeah, but I mean, does that make it two wrongs, right? Two wrongs don't make it right, but two rights <laughs> they made that airplane. Indeed. So I don't. I mean, I don't know if that's really an argument that holds water for me, I guess. But does that mean everyone we can just everyone can do bad things to each other on this show because they're all? I mean, they all yeah. got flaws. Yeah, that's not how that's not how people work. You can't just do bad things. People do bad right. things to you. That's kind of like uh, right. kindergarten one hundred and one. And I just don't. I just don't think. I mean, we don't. We don't like Nate. So I don't want this to be like a functional race that works out. And Nate's happy because I don't think I don't think he deserves that. No, I, mean, I don't think she needs to be with Nate. She can find anyone else. Literally, I mean, she always does. Right. I mean, yeah. Maybe Daniel will come back. Maybe Daniel will return. And be like, Cassie, you're being dumb again. Be real mean to her. I mean, I, again, I get it. Like, oh, she's a, she's a teenager and she doesn't know and she's she's a lover and all this and that. That still doesn't mean it's not frustrating to watch. You can still do that kind of plot and not have it be so, like, absurd. So unbelievably frustrated. Yeah. You can't even handle crazy. it. Uh, again, I get that teenage girls can be dramatic and they do show like that, but... It is just a bridge too far. Like, I'm so head over heels in love with my... It's like, what does she even want? I don't... I mean, we don't really... We only get snippets of that conversation. But when she's calling him on the phone there, like, freaking out. She's like, I'm, I'm going to kill myself and I'm going crazy, Nate. It's like, the man you're talking to is literally, like, still in bed, like, <laughs> brain damage. Back from the head hospital. Hurting. He's, like, laying there. I don't know. Maybe... I don't know if it's supposed to be that he's just, like, so bored of the conversation that he's out of it. Or if he's... I, I took it as he's still out of it from his head damage. And the narration literally says that he wishes... <laughs> he wished he was back in the hospital because of how, like, full-on she's being about it. It's like, what does she want from him in that moment? The man's still unwell. He's probably yeah. still on his drugs. He's still got that bandage around his head. So clearly the swelling has and, not gone down. And she's making it about him? Like, if she really did like him, that's not cool either, right? No, not at all. I mean, again, it's Nate. But if it was a normal man, that wouldn't be a, a cool reaction. No. Oh my gosh, why aren't you? I'm going crazy. I'm going to kill myself if you don't do what I want. It's like, hey, man, I'm still recovering from my <laughs> wounds. I, I don't I don't even know if I'm seeing things that are real right now. <laughs> my brain is real. fucked. I had a weird dream about you or whatever. It's just, I'm going crazy, man. <laughs> I just don't know. I just don't know what she wants. Like I said, the fact that she literally tells him that she thinks it's a mistake, but then she's like freaking out when he doesn't want to be with her anymore. I, you know, I don't know what she thinks that what she possibly thinks the end game is, or what she sees in him, for that matter. I mean, that's that's really where it begins and ends to a certain extent. Oh yeah, most assuredly. I mean, again, a lot of people are like, "Oh, can't you believe she's doing Maddie like that?" I mean, really, I don't think Maddie should end up with Nate either. <laughs> really, we don't want Nate to, to be with anyone, but we don't want him to win. It's 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 not, not it's good at really all. not. It, it was not an issue. But, and again, just the like again the bizarre like oh, I'm gonna run into the construction site. That's just silly. And then they follow her in there and they that's have just like sex. Silly. It's like, it's just, like, she's like acting that shit. Like that's a little tantrum. I'm gonna run out of your car, Nate. Oh, I'm so sad. Like, why is she so crying, man? Again, I get it. People sometimes people cry. But this is a character on a show. So like you can make them less that you can, you can change them. They're not like a yeah. living person. You can make it so that they're a little more tolerable to watch. Yeah. They don't. They don't make. They don't constantly make bizarre decisions that we hate. You can make it so every so often. They don't like do it. that. Yeah, <laughs> I like the decisions they make. Gosh, I think that's going to resolve next episode or two here. If I had to guess, especially I would hope because so. 
you know, going off season one, they, they, they move, right? Like, they get plots taken care of. Like, I feel like on a lesser show, this is the type of thing that would occupy an entire season's worth of, you know, a character arc. But in Euphoria, they, I mean, really make progress. Crash, you think? Like I said, watching season one again, I was surprised. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, she just moves at a clip. Like, things get resolved and, and, and circumstances change and they keep moving and new things get brought up. So, I think this is somehow going to be addressed. And, and probably move past, and then she's going to move on. And we'll, that's kind of where, like, those leaks I was hearing about, where she's, like, spiraling even further. So she's going to find, like, she's going to be looking for, like, other dudes to, to fill that. Because, again, she's clearly got, like, the root of this all comes down to she's, you know, like, overly valuing male validation. And I don't know. Because her father. Yeah, I don't know how she's going to fix that, but it's definitely not with Nate. <laughs> no, not with the worst guy ever. Because he also doesn't know what's up in his own head. No, his head's a mess. And it didn't help when he got hit with that bottle. No, it probably that, just jumbled bottle, things up more. His head was a barrel full of monkeys, and all those monkeys run around his head. He Indeed. doesn't know what's real. Indeed. Really? I hope Maddie just cuts both of them out of her life. That's it. That's my new and one. And just friends with Jules. Just I friends guess. with Jules and the, and the rest of them. That, that'd be sw- swell, huh? Be real swell. Maybe she'll find she's less violent when Nate's not around. <laughs> maybe. Hopefully. You can only hope. Maybe, she's, maybe she'll become a live-in nanny for those rich people. That's good money. <laughs> just live there forever and have a relationship with the mom, maybe? <laughs> You never know, man. You never know, hey. But just cut those two horrible people out of her lives. Those and, unstable uh, people. And just and just chill. That would, that'd be Look, cool. Looking out for number one. Number yeah, one. sometimes what you gotta do. Sometimes number one is you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't, at this point, I really don't care what happens to Cassie and or Nate, so. I never care what happened to Nate because he's an awful, awful man. No. He's an evil man. It says, I, frankly, I think, and I think a lot of people agree, Cassie's not interesting in season one. A lot of people were saying, like, maybe that's intentional so that she can be a self-insert to just girls like who, who identify with that right so you leave her as blank as possible but you know that does not an interesting character make does it no not at all <laughs> blank slate is not a recipe for success yeah so gosh sick of her with our luck she's probably like the the linchpin for the whole fucking season <laughs> the main one next episode she's gonna get the opening Cassie loved Nate <laughs> It's the exact same one. It's like, fuck. Lexi needs to just, like, smack her. Beat her with a crowbar. Like, Cassie, I'm evicting you from our room until you get some goddamn sense in your head. You understand? Chinese water torturer. (laughs) Waterboard her own sister. Cassie, you are are not acting rationally. This man's a lunatic, and his father's crazier. His father somehow is even crazier because he made him into that lunatic. What What are you hoping to achieve through this, Maddie? You need to stop. This has to end now. Has to end. Find a nice drug dealer like I did. Okay, you'd be <laughs> I'm a nice, off. respectable gentleman. <laughs> a literal drug dealer. You'd be better off than with this maniac. Also, he's your friend's girlfriend. He's your friend's ex. So, ex. Even, so on. Even, on a, even on a base level without all the other insanity. Maddie will kill you. not cool. She'll beat you. Senseless. She'll slam your head and do that. Into a locker. She did that when she was in middle school. She's got no chill. You know her. You know your friend. You know your friend. Yeah. That woman you've known for years. I'm not enough a little bit afraid of. That's what we need, actually. Just to, for everyone, though. I want to see... I want an episode of Lexi just making the rounds. Just yelling at and everyone. And you. Cat. <laughs> Ethan's a good boyfriend. You need to work that... But that's not on him, all right? You need to work past that. But you need to tell him, okay? Communication is key. Ethan, you can, you're doing great, buddy. Don't stop being you. You've been, you're, you're a good man. You're trying your best in a crazy world. Rue, you need to stop doing drugs. Okay? I, I understand that's hard, but there's people who help you with it. Right? If you just reached out. Jules? Here's the thing. I know rule's tough to deal with right now, but it's not, she's not really herself. Addiction's a difficult thing, okay? Maybe it'd be best if you two weren't together. Maybe you need to take a time apart so she can work on herself before you guys can really come together and be successful. And if not, that's just not what God wanted. 
Sometimes Cassie, you're a dumb bitch and I hate you. <laughs> Get out of my room. Get out of my life. Fez, you need to stop dealing drugs. Please. It's gonna I, catch up I wanna you. kiss you, but I'm afraid I'll get murdered by Mouse. Mouse and Mouse's Mouse goons will come and kill me. I'm very, very scared of that. Maddie, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great. Get I'm a job. Slay. You got a job. You're, you're, you're girl bossing it up and God, God bless you for it. <laughs> you're finding some independence. Good on you. Good on you. Cl- try on those dresses, queen. <laughs> Go off. Who's gonna stop you? Doing? I don't know. We've lost the plot a bit, Jack. Uh, yeah, but that's but every episode. We're having fun. <laughs> I hope it's, it's good. It's it's still an enjoyable show. Oh, well, actually, I will say this as, as we let's let leave it off here. I feel like it's way bigger than it was when I watched season one as it was coming out. And oh yeah, it's unfortunate because I felt like it was a little more of like a just ah oh, just enjoy this myself. But now it's it's just like everything else we talk about, where it's just blowing up every everywhere in the internet. And a I thousand to, people with a thousand opinions. I have to see everyone's takes. They're to, all worse than the last. I have to see discourse about it. I hate and I, and every, it's, it's also like it's a it's attained that uh, that height now where people make fun of you for it. Everyone's like, "Oh, Euphoria is bad." Actually, don't you know? And it's like, God, I'm sick of this. That's I'm really sick of this. I'm really sick of this. Year. I mean, we kind of do it though a little oh, bit. Euphoria is bad, actually. Oh yeah, I guess we do. I'm but. a victim of it. It's, it's it's bad, don't you know? Don't you know, guys? Euphoria is bad. Oh, you guys like you're watching Euphoria? The show's terrible. I'm sick of it. Marty's sick. We're only two episodes in. Yeah, and we've got six to go. I've seen so much of that. Oh, actually, this Boba is Fett. Euphoria's mid. It's very mid. At least my girlfriend made me watch Euphoria and had a couple of penises in it, and I thought that was icky, so I stopped. Because I only like when women are sexualized, because <laughs> I'm a good guy. I mean, that's just... That's, I'm sick of it, Jay. Like, like, people just need to keep their takes to themselves. Like, like that, like that, I, fam- like that famous tweet said, the fact that I have to wake up every day and see the opinion <laughs> of a 16-year-old should be a war crime. Jack? I'll say it again. Maybe I should just delete Twitter. I think I don't have Twitter. You probably should. Well, actually, don't because we. You're the only I lose one. content. No, you run the Twitter. Well, I lose. I run our Twitter. Uh, I mean, run. I, I, <laughs> I get. I I find content to to scream Talk about. about. Yeah. I I reach into the void. So really, I, we're sacrificing you for our, our the sweet, yeah. sweet content. And that's you know what, listeners, we're doing it for you. I reach into the void and I like I wrench out the worst takes I can find. <laughs> and then I from the abyss regurgitate them here for us to make fun of and and be distraught by. But it's taking a toll on me, it really is. I, you you think at some point the takes would have you know to what? end? That's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. <laughs> that's fair. That's understandable. So I'll keep doing it. Perfect. Keep reading silly, terrible, awful takes. Silly, terrible, so bad, awful takes. Zach and the terrible, awful, no good, <laughs> very, very bad, bad takes. takes. <laughs> <laughs> you're going. Ooh. Man, no, that book, on. that book's stupid. That kid's just a fucking sourpuss. Grow up. I got go in my hair. Fucking grow up. Don't eat gum. Anyway. Just me. I'm just sitting here like, no, come on. That's a silly Starbucks opinion. Oh, oh, come on. No. I like Club Shido. No. No, Borko's a good addition to the MCU, fellas. Borko's a great addition, guys. He teamed up with Better Bill. Guys, it's not a big deal that they gender swapped Borko. It's really not. <laughs> He's androgynous to begin so with. So long as they keep the spirit of the character. But ca- honestly, his backstory doesn't is not gender dependent. We don't need to boycott Dune too. Oh jeez. Oh well, hold on now. I agree with that one. <laughs> I will Guys, boycott the Dune too. The Moonlight Show will be fine. I do not think it's racist against ancient Egyptian gods because they're not real. <laughs> it's okay. He's a he's a bird skull. I don't think their their unfavorable depiction of Khonshu is going to offend anybody. Because guess what? His followers dead. <laughs> it's one of those posts and it's like, uh, guys, I think, you know, out of respect, we should let uh we should let ancient Egyptian priests lead the discussion <laughs> on Moon Knight." Okay? 
It's not really our place to say. Okay, so we'll so we'll see where they go. <laughs> okay, well on that note, before we lose our fucking minds entirely at twelve forty and five in the morning when we're recording this, I'll cut that out. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, thanks so much for listening. We're gonna write about here. So as you can find us on Twitter at Zach So Loses Mind at Acatech Jazz, Acatech J A Z. Or you can email us. And email, actually, if you email your hot takes to us, it'll make it even clearer because then I'll lose my mind too. <laughs> and I can check jazz at gmail.com. Again, that's J A Z. As always, you can find us on uh, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon slash Audible, and Spotify. Our logo is in my friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can find him at inkocean.jpg on Instagram and on his Redbubble with the same account to buy any of his art. And our intro, as always, was done by our friend of the show, artist Celery Salt. His album will be coming out in June. More information to come. And as always, we wrote it, we produced it, both all the sets. Say goodnight to people, Zach. Good night. Good night. Godspeed. Hello, we are the Black Tower Podcast, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am Josh, you're sort of on Mahail. I'm Daniel, you're all Amin Khan Mahail. And I am Andrew, you're Bajan Mahail. Every week we have full spoiler discussions about Robert Jordan's epic fantasy series, The Wheel of Time. Themes, characters, cultures, the TV show... Nothing is off limits. If it's the Wheel of Time, we're talking about it. New episodes drop every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. So check out our website, blacktowerpod.com, to find our socials, episodes, merch, and Patreon.